Thanks for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more of our programmes, visit brumradio.com. The sugar's kicking him. It's Keith, man. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's been some bad influence. We're our most powerful when we're together. The ginger, the ginger energy is like amplifying. Swing hours unite. Just an enabler, Keith. I breathe. Four weeks. Oh, this, okay, is, this, okay, is okay. this is the best okay. intro we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just play this out? Yeah. Oh, I just realised the mics are up. <laughs> Do usual shit, then, come on. Hello, and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Geeky Room Podcast. Thank you for that very nice, sweet guy. Hello. Did you like when I stick that squishy in your mouth? <laughs> I think I've, I've read that somewhere. <laughs> Drumstick squashes are incredibly nice. Though. Hello, Keith. Welcome back. <laughs> Hello. How Hello. Deepest, darkest whales. Keith is back, back, back. <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> believe it's been several weeks since I last um, I've missed appeared you. in the studio. <laughs> oh, thank you, Phil. Um, you yeah, Wales was awesome. You being back has given me a nice sensation in my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Have you wet yourself? <laughs> well, it's a warm. It's got dark pants on me, alright. Special wig. Special wig, of course. Oh my god. Is it because I was blocking your way to the toilet? <laughs> Hi, Phil. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. You alright? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very good. Why does Phil instantly sound like the most reasonable one of us? <laughs> it's like it's because he winds us all up off air and then goes normal afterwards. I just have like the, I have a telephone voice. That's all. <laughs> Our telephone voice is still relevant in this day and age. Well, no, because no one actually uses the phone for calls. So I don't, I, I feel, I don't feel like millennials, you know, yeah. to coin a phrase, would have a telephone voice because they just don't answer the phone. They, they, they just text everything. Yeah. So maybe, they, maybe it's not about having a telephone voice. It's about having like a, when you're talking to your friends, it's text speak. And then when you're writing emails to your boss, it's like proper English. Yes. What's with the awkward pause there, Ryan? I was trying to think of a thought and it got half formed in my mouth and then we got stuck. In your mouth? It got formed in your mouth. Yes, what? A forge formed in my mouth. It's where I keep my second brain. (laughs) Anyway, the thought was how frightened people are when the phone rings nowadays. Oh my god, and the thing is, even I get it and I, you know, sort of. um, Ring, ring, ring. What? Yeah, it's that anxiety of like, oh god. just looks at the phone. And normally it's like, oh, either it's like, you know, um, a cold caller, it's someone from EE wanting to like flog you an iPad or someone's died. (laughs) <laughs> Especially if that phone's going off after like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If, if if your mum or like a family member rings after like maybe seven or eight, or yeah, it's it's just like oh my god, Nana. <laughs> Do you ever get told off like from, like from your parents if you call before nine o'clock in the morning as well? So I've called like half eight in the morning. Like, time to meet you all in. What time is this? We thought so. It was wrong with you. What? Because I rang at eight thirty. Sorry, this is the time I start work. To me, this is normal. <laughs> just because you have a life of laying around and not getting to work till 10 o'clock. Right, I know he doesn't listen to this, so I'm, I'm going to moan about it. My housemate moaned about it. He moaned at me for ringing him at 11am in the morning once. What? He sort of woke him up. He wasn't even on night shift, but he like, you woke me up at 11am. It's kind of like, um, Just lazy. that's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> like, I've been in work for three and a half hours. And also, if you weren't up, well, at least you are now. <laughs> he was annoyed at me. I, I, so I, I have a similar thing with my family where me and my parents are all self-employed. So often I'll bring them in the morning and it'll be a reversal of like when I was a teenager and I'll be like, are you still in bed? And my mum's like, 
No. <laughs> We're playing me just like them. So yeah, I've, I've answered emails. We've had a coffee. I was like, yeah, yeah, but are, are, are you actually like up? You're not up, are you? Oh, that's disgusting. Up in the bed. Yeah. Even I don't do that. I do want to answer one of the calls, though, when you get the cold calls, and they go, uh, we've heard you've recently been in an accident. Oh, we love doing this. And it's like, I'm, I do want to start going like, oh, my God, actually, <laughs> you bang on the nail, really. It was pretty I've severe. It. I've done it. I've done it. I've done it to them. I've literally kept them on the phone. I've said, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've been in an accident. I've made something up. And I'll, oh, can you hold for a few minutes? And I've left them on hold for, like, ten minutes. And they've called me back. And I'll, no, no, I've been in an accident. And then I'm like, oh, can you hold again? Literally, I'll keep waiting for you. But, yeah, if you just say to them, oh, yeah, I'm in an accident. And like, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got the details. It's like, with the details about something I made up. You should do that, though, when you leave them on hold and they ring you back. When they ring you back, you go, you'll never guess what happened <laughs> since you last called me. <laughs> I've had another accident. <laughs> I'm on my way to casualty now. <laughs> I as we speak. I love as well for me, though. I was like, we know you've been in a car accident. I was like, well, that's funny because I don't bloody drive. I keep getting cold calls from New York at the minute. New York? <laughs> New York Fancy. Because I've registered the geekyforme.com website. Oh, uh, right. And, then, and so, like, yeah. instantly you get spammed with hundreds of emails. If anybody's ever registered a website, they'll have exactly the same experience. As soon as you register a .com site, India, New York, South Africa, phone calls from all over the world going, please, please, please use our service, please use our SEO engine. But what I like is that now um, your phone tells you or suggests to you like where that region is that it's coming from, so you can be like, well, I don't know yeah. anyone in Bangalore, so I'm just not going to answer. Yeah, but it's like a weird New York phone call, it's like in the middle of the day at work for me, and I'm like, why is New York trying to ring me? Just to make it a little bit important, like, oh, New York's on the line again. Yes. Look, look, it starts with the plus one, everybody. They <laughs> <laughs> just pick up the phone and just go, no. <laughs> nah. It's just weird. I'm, I'm, cold calling is the only thing that my phone ever rings for. I, um, yeah, I screen all my calls. So unless it's from a number that I actually have saved in my contacts, I will not answer. And then um, I'll just, if it goes to voicemail, it's important. Otherwise, no, never mind. It really, it really is a cretin's job. One of the annoying things as well with my family is they'll moan that I haven't rang them for like weeks and it's like the phone works both ways. Uh, you can yeah. dial me as well. It's <laughs> I might not answer, but you can call. You can try. But you can call and I will reply when I'm available. Mm. When I'm able to. That's like the, the ancient family dance, isn't it, though? It's just a guilt of who phoned last and when. Yeah. I've actually screenshotted in the past and gone through my phone book and sent it. Look, you haven't called me for three months. The little arrow's <laughs> pointing out. That means I called you. I don't ring home. She's going to be asked to speak to my mom. Oh, what's wrong with your mother that you don't want to speak to her? Yeah. See, I, me and my, because I, I, when I was a um, teenager and I went off to uni, me and mum would have like a call maybe once a week. And then when I moved um, to Canada, we had like a scheduled call every Sunday. Yeah. And now it's like, she's the one that's too busy to talk to me. I rang her last night for a chat. Wasn't in. Blanked. Yeah, Blanked just by like, your own mother. And then I'm like, oh, should I uh, come over for lunch on, on, at the weekend? She's like, oh, no, we're away at the weekend. And the one after. And the one after. And so I, I'm like, oh, okay. I have to make an appointment to see, you know, the woman who gave me life. Ta. Let's <laughs> yes. see, my mum get, my mum's recently getting annoyed because I ring up and I go, hi. And she asks me, she's like, hi, guy, you're right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, fine, thanks. Um, is dad there? And then she's like, oh. oh. And, uh, then she'll be like, oh, is there anything I can help you with? No, no, let's speak to Dad. And then she gets annoyed about it. It's kind of like, yeah, but I'm calling for him because I need something from him. I don't need it from you. If I was going <laughs> to ask for something from you, I'd be like, hi, is Mum there? Your just wants a bit of small talk. She wants I to see how you do. I don't the small talk. About. The only small talk my mum wants to know is, have you cut your hair and have you shaved your beard? No, I haven't. <laughs> That's such a universal thing, isn't it, when you've got <laughs> me, long like hair and a beard? 16 to however old this is in front of me now. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just the mum question. No, when when are you going to get smart? My, yeah. my nan, who is lovely 91 years old this year, 
Uh, she, her eyesight has gone now, and the only reason she can tell the difference between me and my dad is she rubs my face to see if I've got the beard. <laughs> That's how she tells the difference. That's legit adorbs. Yeah. That's really nice. It's like the hand comes up and it's like clamped onto the side of my face every time I go to see her. It's like, oh, it's Ryan. It's like, yes. I don't sound that much like my dad, thank you very much. I mean, my granddad does think that I'm someone else half the time. But that's just because there are so many cousins, because yeah. my mum's one of four. I can imagine yeah. that's a big family. I can yeah. imagine that annoys you as well. Being, yes. being the person you are. Granddad, don't Actually, you know who granddad, I am? I am verified, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, he would not even know who, like, what that means. But yeah, it's like, Granddad, don't you know who I am? Come on. So Keith, ex- Keith escaped social media that much, he moved to Wales for a couple of weeks. How was it? Was, it was just it was just one week, but I shut off from social media because I felt I'd like got, I, I got a very intense couple of weeks of work in between. Then I went to Wales completely, which had got no internet or whatever it is, and it was so nice. It was like just all I had to focus on was the seaside and the mountains and the kind of horses in the field across the way. It was really nice. So when I came back, it was like, oh, I don't know if I want to reinstall all of this stuff. And it was basically then people were going like, do you know? Do you not know where you're supposed to be tomorrow? Yeah. It was like because it's all on Messenger and Facebook events and all the rest of it. It's like oh, I'm gonna have to stick it back. But I haven't really re-engaged with it. I've not been. Yeah. I'll, I'll do the occasional retweet on the on the on the chance of winning a prize, which yeah. never happens. Um, and then kind of just like a, f- a few bits and pieces. But I haven't really. I haven't got anything to say on just, social media really. Just remind us, Phil, how long you last in your week of so, no, social media experiment? Three days. Um, so. I, the, the, the way Not I, even a full the way I uh, looked at it is if I, I if you, if I'm on holiday, so if I was somewhere that had like no um, Wi-Fi or you know data or anything, and there was I'd a just beach kill myself. and there was like horses frolicking in fields, and I could sit and I could read and enjoy the sunshine, that'd be great. But I was trying to do my job and live my daily life just in without my flat it. without in, social in media, and that was like actually just really boring. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you like have the Ace Ventura moment? Where he like goes away to the monastery and he's like becomes one with nature. Again. I'm glad that's the Ace Ventura moment you chose to yes. kind of <laughs> not the yeah. Rhino one. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was just. But I mean, I've I been going to this. I've been going to this place in Wales. Never for like seen Ace Ventura two. It's lovely. It's a really nice place. Well, Ace Ventura two or Wales? No, but Ace Ventura are not great movies. I, I was just thinking, you were talking about the country stuff. You know, like the BBC show Country File. Yes. Do you not think like that sounds like so you'd call somebody who interferes with trees and bushes or something? No, do you know what? You're such a country file. <laughs> so I don't know that why I was thinking of that, but that show. was just in my head. Are you dissing John Craven yeah. somehow here? <laughs> that was in my head. Not even John Craven. Yeah, no, John Craven still does a bit. No, God, thank God, she's not doing it anymore. Sorry. That's when he said, "Speak up on the show." That's the most passionate you've ever spoken about anything ever. Are we Do not, not like her walking program where she puts a Google on and walks around with a Sorry, stick? A Google? Of the range and breadth of celebrities we have in the UK at the moment, she's not in my <laughs> favourite top ten. What's wrong with Julia Bradbury? I, don't know. I, I always find wanted, her slightly annoying. I always Sorry, love Julia. finding out like which celebrities voted leave. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Liz Hurley voted leave. And it's like it's. It, I just, she's not relevant anymore. So why does her opinion count? Well, I mean, I, I feel like half the people who you know, did that aren't relevant <laughs> anymore. Uh, but it, it, it's just yeah, I, I just love finding out like you know sort of 
obscure British celebrities that maybe just like have a little slot on like Antiques Roadshow, like oh, like, I bet I bet they're like massively racist or something. I <laughs> love finding stuff like that. Out. Maybe maybe Julia Bradbury is like a, a stealth Tory. <laughs> Maybe Liz Hurley wants to get onto Trump's cabinet because there's lots of plenty open positions at the moment, and he likes live oh voters. Oh my god! So. Yeah, I feel like that Confederate statue was Steve Bannon's last Horcrux, and so he just <laughs> sort of like evaporated now. That's good. I like that. Yeah, very good. So, what else did you get through in Wales except frolicking in the fields? Um, did you run through fields of wheat? <laughs> did you run through fields of wheat? No, I didn't run through fields of wheat because I respect the time and work that goes into farmers growing those uh, those fields of yes. wheat, having to be subsidised by European money because of various things. It's just a bit kind of going yeah. a bit. bit, so again, you a bit what's it? You no, the regular footpaths. We went. We went through uh, proper footpaths. I had my whistle in case there were badgers. And, um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Badgers. And owls. Owls are even worse. Gotta have your whistle. What, if you, what if does, that do? does, that, does that like scare them off? Yeah. And if, you, if you're a hiker, well, a you do, Hang on a minute. You do need in, to have your whistle. You're in their natural habitat, so you shouldn't be scared. You're the there. interloper. <laughs> maybe the badgers you're have You're the tiny, country file here. You're maybe, squatting. Maybe badgers have whistles to alert when humans are coming nearby, and that's why you don't see them that often. They're like already alerted to a human. They, they have um, pepper spray. Uh, it's pretty serious. Do you know, like, he's walking through his wrist, walking through, blowing his whistle, and then uh, the badger's just like, oh, what a knob. <laughs> <laughs> like, we were having a good time, he's walking along with his boots on, thinking he's great. Now we've got a scram. Here comes North Face Keith over here. <laughs> oh, yours, Practical Pete. <laughs> Did you dress like a Practical Pete? No. Was there a fleece? No. Okay. Was there a cagoule? No. <laughs> no was, there a was there a temporary poncho? No. Was there anything to Did do you with carry the North Face? No. Did you carry temporary ponchos? No. Living dangerously? Did you get wet AF then? A bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit wet. As wet as you did on the way to Nottingham Comic Con. Oh my god. Oh my god. I, I still. I am still. You're still drying that. off. <laughs> I got soaked last night because me and Viv were on the way back home from Cherry Reds in that oh my goodness. thunderstorm so that appeared from nowhere. So yesterday's weather was brought to you by like bipolar disorder <laughs> because I was like walking, I, 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 I walked to breakfast in the morning, it was glorious sunshine, walked home, narrowly missed like the torrential thunderstorm yeah. and then I had to go back to the cafe because I'd walked out without paying my tab because I'm just not used to paying for things these days. <laughs> and, um, and again, like, I, narrow, I, I managed to narrowly miss just another like torrential rainfall and then like two minutes later like glorious sunshine and, and Blue skies. It was just like, what is going on? I think yeah, I the sky like, was crying for Brucey. I think the. the oh, do we, I mean, I, I don't want to treasure up because I mean, like people at work were like, "Oh my god, it's really sad these days." Like, no, he's old. He was very, he, very he old. was very old. He it's was, not a shame when someone over the age of eighty dies because well, it's not unexpected. It is the the part they like where you kind of expect it, really. It's like every season of Strictly that's come out, we've been like, "Oh, is he going to make it?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I just. So you so, weren't watching Strictly for the dancing, you were watching it for Brucey. Death Watch Beetle, yeah. Um, I just, I, I feel like um, it's, it's, it's nice that we've got uh, an entertainer who's died with everyone having fond, loving memories, and I just really hope I'm that we don't, we, we don't have an, yeah, I'm really hoping we don't have like an Operation U tree moment where like, his memory gets defiled, because I feel like we need at least one British entertainer who's not an absolute rotten. But it was 75 years in the industry, 75 years, that's impressive going. I want to put maracas in Guy's hands. I have something to mention. What? Okay, so I was off sick on Monday because I, I, I had the craps, basically. I didn't, I, I didn't feel great. I don't seem dodgy. Um, Noel Edmonds has a new game show. Oh and God. it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen on television. It is 
Heart, it basically imagine deal or no deal mixed with the price is right mixed with a sitcom in the vein of open all hours or are you being served and it's called cheap 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 and basically people have to come up to with Noel on the, on the stage he puts three items in front of them they have to guess what's the cheapest but then there's characters around in this stage it's like a shop that come and interact with the contestants and like it was almost like a sitcom going on that Noel believes he's part of it sounds horrendous. You need you need to see it to believe. I'm, it. Honestly, I'm, 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 I'm hooked. Can I just inquire on which channel this? It's on program? Channel Four. Oh, Channel Four. Yeah. Cool. But cheap, cheap, cheap. It, the the one that's supported by the public and funded by advertising. Yeah. It is utterly the most surreal thing I've ever seen. So I, I'm glad that my my bowels decided to play it that day. So I got is to witness cheap, cheap, is cheap. Noel's Edmund's hair's still like the most surrealist thing you've seen. Which it's like it's yeah. dirty tobacco. I do worry sometimes cover. when I I have too short a haircut or it gets to that bizarre length that I worry sometimes that I look a little bit. <laughs> like well, it's a little bit. It. It's just occasionally you go, oh, this this is <laughs> get a bit something. Close. You know, if if if, if it's like starts to get a bit frizzy or it's a bit. Oh, my hair gets a bit damp. It takes on a certain look, and it's like, oh my god, I think I look like Noel. <laughs> <laughs> See, his, his, his hair is nicotine colour, though. There is no other way to describe that hair colour. It's not white. It's not blonde. It's not his hair's brown. It, yeah. it, it looks like his hair's got a sixty-day habit. Like that, that like gross, like those, you know, like the smoker's two fingers, like that kind of like, <laughs> discoloured skin. I was going to go with like nineteen eighties pub. Oh, when the ceiling goes like that, yeah, kind of, that like, kind of orangey, yellowy, yeah. browny, not a colour as such. If I honestly, if I if I can make one recommendation this week, go and investigate cheap, 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 and just just absorb it while it's on television. To just, it, I think it's Noel Edmonds. He's basically lost his mind. Well, at least they're trying something new, and like ITV just taking children's games and turning them into game shows. I mean, it's either going to be a massive hit. Penny is not a game show that you can have and. Like pretending it's actually any kind of thing but chance. Someone's got to give that that Ben Fuller <laughs> job, and what's his name? Ben. Ben Shepherd. Ben Tosser. I don't know. Ben Shepherd. Ben Shepherd, who used to study at Birmingham University. Yes. And he's got, and he's got a terrible beard. You know what? My ru- morning was ruined by this week. I turned on the TV, and Richard Madeley's face was staring back to me. He's been on daydreak this week. I I have such. A what, soft whatever, spot. Whatever that show is, Good Morning Britain, or whatever it's renamed. Oh, Susanna Reid and that. The He Who speak. Shall Not Be Named, yeah. yes. Um, the Voldemort of the Press. I um, I have a soft spot for Richard Madeley. I don't know what it is. It's the way he says, Welcome Ooh. Back. Sorry. It, mean, welcome Back is just. That. <laughs> two, yeah. Welcome Back is just three syllables to him. It really annoys me every time he says it. Cause he, welcome, welcome Back. Welcome Back. Welcome back. Oh my god, Richard and Judy on Channel 4 at tea time with the Richard and Judy book club. That was incredible. Oh my god, me you and say we used to sit and read. We would read every book on the Richard and Judy book club every summer. It was so good. No, you say we pay. That was the cringiest <gasps> 30 seconds oh of TV every time. That was, I oh know, that was brilliant. Oh. And then, is it A, Princess Diana, B, cheese, or C, an umbrella? <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they can bring it back for cheap, cheap, cheap fans. Having thought about it over the past few minutes, I think I'm going to give Cheap, Cheap, Cheap a pass. No, you need to see no, it. You no. need to see it. No. It's like, I don't think another game show will ever be created that's like this. You're not going to ask me how my week was, Ryan. That's harsh. Well, you got the how was your DJ set last night? That was all right. I ripped my trousers. Again? No. Why am I t- disgust about the trouser incident? Because it was largely... He's seen the footage. 
I've seen the photographs. Have you brought others in to share with us? I, I didn't. So I've I've seen action superstars be shot at and fall out of buildings and you know be attacked by sharks who have ended up with less torn trousers than you did at this. Like, wow, whales are How so did you do exciting. It? You were wearing cords. Okay. Cords are not an action trouser. I love a cord, me. They're great. Cords are maths teachers. So what what happened was, I went to Sheffield with the promise of a bouncy castle. I got mugged off. It was an inflatable obstacle course. I got mugged off more because people brought the kids there. <laughs> what were they playing at? So anyway, I finally got on it. How dare children be at a birthday party? Get stuffed. So I finally, I finally got on the bouncy castle because this little kids running around going, Sunders, kitchens, race, race, and I'm like, Ugh. and he wouldn't leave me alone. He's like, boys versus girls, boys versus girls. Well, that's heteronormative yeah. nonsense. <laughs> And then, like, I noticed that the cousins' boyfriends—they weren't going on. But I hadn't known about the calamities that they'd insured on it, so endured. Sorry. And then um, I thought, okay, I'll go on. So first time round, fine. I got on fine. Then my girlfriend's mum is on it, and she's floundering around. I literally—I don't know what she's doing. Look, bloody hell, I'm on a bouncy castle. They do no, like falling all over the place. So I'm thinking, this is great. I'm just going to breeze past her. I'll just walk past her, you know, out behind the lap. Anyway, rivalry with the middle sister. She sees it's me against her next. So she's like, to mum, like, get off, get off, it's my turn. I'm going on, I'm going on. Throws her mum off the bouncy castle <laughs> so she can race against me. And then that's it. The challenge is on. There's no way I'm getting beaten by Emily. There's, it's not happening. We get through the course. We get to the top of the slide bit. I do, the, I do this kind of like weird roll to try and get off it to get to the bottom. I thought at one point I'd kicked her in the face. So I was thinking winning if I had. Because I swung my legs really weirdly. But... In the process of me thinking I'd win, I heard a rip. I got off, and literally, it was the, the biggest hole you've ever seen in a pair the of trousers. Was hanging out your yeah, I mean, I could fit my head through the hole. That's how big it was. <laughs> the and fact you tested this. I'm, no, I could just, I could just see. It's like it was huge. I mean, it was, it was a gaping. It was cords. You can't do anything actually. Honestly, if literally. There's, if there's any lesson from the seventies, cords are not an action trouser. Yeah. Literally one of the most embarrassing moments of my entire life because this was at half eight as well. We were there till half eleven. Every time I needed to go for a slash and the pub, I had to tie Laura's cardigan round me. <laughs> so is so Emily awesome. the more angry sister that you spoke about? Yes. In the, so that's one thing. And also the whole I went to Sheffield on the promise of a bouncy castle <laughs> seems to have, have the, the more backstory there than we're getting because the whole you actually went there and it wasn't a bouncy castle. But who did you just get rung up and said, "Guy, come to Sheffield, you've got a bouncy castle"? <laughs> no, it was a fam- It was a thirtieth birthday party. And they said there was going to be a bouncy castle there, so I said, "I'll go to the party." You know, I put in an appearance with the respect of having a bouncy castle. Um, so, and it wasn't, and it was just like it, it just ended up being a nightmare. And do you know what? It was my second go on it. I've been looking forward to this. At, and I'm written on the second go, you know. It's just... You guys don't know what it's like if you're 30 and you're in a pair of trousers, man. It's like, I felt, I felt, I felt like nobody, everybody who came to speak to me after that would like just be like, you know, the, the kid... Just who, curious the kid, about the, your trousers. The whole, <laughs> I, was the, I was the kid who f***ed himself at a party. You guys don't know what it's like to be 30 and get a hole in your trousers. You guys at 30 don't know what it's like to be super excited about going on a bouncy castle. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, it's like it was like people coming up to me like, "Are you alright?" It's kind of like I don't need your sympathy. I just need trousers. <laughs> I hope some people came but up to you and, and definitely went like, "Those pants don't go with those trousers." Yeah. Do you know what? It's a good job to put grey box on because I nearly put on a pair of comedy dinosaurs. Do you know what? that? It would have been excruciating. I'm now trying to figure out how how you wear two comedy dinosaurs. 
under your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, um, I should have kind of fondling. <laughs> I should have learned my little lesson. Little T Rex. <laughs> His hands are <laughs> front. I should have learned my lesson because one of, one of the boyfriends went on there and he was wearing a white shirt and completely absorbed some kid's vomit. I mean, that's, and that's the point. It's like you bring kids to these things. Kid puked on it. Well, if you're going to like it? pump them full of sugar before they go on as well, like, of course they're going to get sick. Oh, you know, you could have done it off the bouncy castle, but no, he's, he's dropped it on there. What oh, sort? How's your week been? Oh, thank you. What you need to do though is pitch this idea to Channel Four as a replacement for Cheap 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 later on. Yeah. Kids and adults on a, a bouncy castle bouncy assault, assault course. Bouncy assault course, yeah. Yeah, like a total wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a nightclub this week. Yeah, no, you sent me a picture. At six p.m. What? On a Wednesday. Okay. Oh, what? On a Thursday. Sorry. On Wednesday. Yeah, Thursday. Where was this? Why? Explain. Uh, well, Six on Broad Street has reopened as Roses. I just had the word Broad Street and checked out this conversation immediately. Yeah. Well, it was on the way home, so I thought, I'll go and have a look. And they invited me, and it was kind of like, it's new. I'll go and have a mooch and have, have a round of it. And it just reminded me of going to Reza 15 years ago. I just, I don't like clubs. I, I've, I, I agree. I think everybody reaches that age around 24, 25 when clubs aren't. I mean, I think I've got a really sooner. Sooner. I just, I mean, I j- They've done a really nice job of it, and the laundrette bit at the back, which is the speakeasy bar they've done, which has got no dance floor and it's just quiet music, that's somewhere I could go to. Yeah, I, I, I am just at a point in my life now where I just want to sit and drink wine and chat. That's that's my idea of a, a, a nice night. Pubby kind of person. You get signed up for TV shows. I mean, <laughs> are we? Yeah, we're not allowed to talk about that, are we? Should we talk about it? Do you want to talk about it? I thought we were talking about Ryan's week. We can talk about Ryan's week. Well, that was pretty much it. Although, you told us the end of the week. for an award again. Ooh. Oh. Which Blogger of the Year for the Birmingham Awards this time. Nice. Should we steal Matthew's crown? Yeah. I'm taking it away and running with it. I think, I think it's about time. <laughs> Who is ringing this doorbell? They need to go away. We're not answering. No one's in. Maybe it's our lovely guest for the show. This well, they can wait then. I don't have a message coming through yet. Well, that's so fine. We'll carry on. So the pictures I much preferred were the ones you took later in the week. That was like some excellent looking food. Was that the meat shack or something? Uh, that was last night. We was went to the meat night? shack, which is Birmingham's <laughs> hottest new burger joint. And lovely Gary Anderson, who used to be the head barman at Penel's Bistro, has moved over there as the GM. He's such a lovely guy. But burgers, really, really nice I burgers. had a good burger at the Canal House this week. Yes. I went last week. I, I, I also went last week. And I know, so I saw you there. That, yeah, that I decided that um, I was going to go again and actually pay for a meal because I enjoyed it that much. <laughs> This wow. is this is high praise wow. for Midlevels. I know. Actually, got his wallet. Pay for an article then, <laughs> where you can splash out a bit. Where was this? The Canal House. The Canal House. No, Cal- Canal House now needs to rush to its local printer, get a massive banner that says, "Our food's so good." Philip, Philip. Ellis came back and paid for his food. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we found out yesterday, apparently I am just want to you know not pay for something, so I went for a lovely breakfast, walked to Swandow, and then yeah. I had to come back like two hours later. Like, oh, yeah, Soz. They have to. You've been like praised for possibly being on TV at some point. They had to tweet me and say, "Can you come back and set your cap, please?" <laughs> DM really? literally tweeted me saying, like, "Would you mind coming back and paying?" That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still see Philip's life as like somebody who's living on the Italian Riviera who yeah. walks to breakfast every morning, you know, like that advertisement that's got the CGI Audrey yeah. Hepburn in it, kind of thing. And he drives a white little kind of um, uh, yeah, that's car. Yeah. Stuff, my, yeah. my envisionment is uh, if you guys have ever seen Wet Hot American Summer when Paul Rudd's eating breakfast in the canteen alone, and he's finished, so he just shoves his plate across the floor. That's what is that what you did? You just threw your plate and then had a strop when you had to come back in and pay. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Slam the money down the desk like 
Oh, he's three padlocks on his wallet. <laughs> we paid, hang on, we paid I, in pennies. Hang on, I can remember the combination. The bus driver got annoyed with me when I paid with pennies on the bus as well. So you stuck in your money. It's like, what's wrong with Are that? You're jamming up his machine. Jump something out somewhere. It's else. hilarious now because now the day savers reach that price point where putting a fiver into the machine is reasonable for people, and you see five pound notes stuck in the coins. Like, really funny to see the anger on bus drivers' face. But this is the, the part of the design process of buses. They make them more advanced and stick free Wi-Fi and USB things in it. And yet the ticket machine is still that ridiculously thin slot. Mm-hmm. Like, the luggage spaces get smaller. Yeah. And the, the ticket machine... Dis- they need to the put all that funky itself. lighting in and that's why. So yeah. I took a bus the other day. And, uh, is this twice now? Whoa! So I thought it was one of these like newfangled ones. So I was like just hitting my contactless card against this like scanner thingy, and the driver was like, "No, that's for bus passes." And I was like, "I mean, I don't carry cash because who does? It's 2017." Um, and luckily, I, I, I managed to I, find you the two pound change in my wallet and actually yeah. pay for my ticket. But it's just like, come on, let me use my card. You're a true millennial now. You're buying avocados. I'm renting. A, I, uh, the official term is I'm an old millennial. An old millennial. Because I can remember dial-up. We're no, we're the Oregon Trail generation, apparently. What's the, what the hell is that? It's the crossover between millennials and Generation X. It's like the people who grew up with computers, but not, but not like digital natives. Digital natives, yeah. 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 All right, let's crack on with it. Let's ask him about it, because you know, I know he's dying to tell us about <laughs> why he's probably going to be on TV soon. I uh, well, it, I might. So um, I spent my Wednesday afternoon uh, getting day drunk with my best mate. In uh, bars in the jewelry quarter, and we were sat we in. Don't have jobs, eh, Ryan? It's freelance life, mate. And I was in, and we were in Anna Rosha, um, sitting on one of their little antique sofas, you know, with uh, just sort of sipping whiskey, and uh, I just sort of. I can't even remember what we were talking about. I think we were saying something devastating about a mutual acquaintance of ours. And um, this woman walks over, and she's like, um, "Excuse me, guys, sorry to interrupt. Um, do you mind if I ask you a kind of weird question?" And I was like, "No, we're not a couple. We're best friends." Because <laughs> that's because that's what we friends. get asked. We get asked that all the time. Best friends. Special friends, best we're, friends. We're, 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 he's my best friend, <laughs> and um, and she's like, oh, I just, I, I just, uh, you know, have you ever heard of Gogglebox? And I was like, I mean, yeah, uh, I've never, I've never watched it. Is that when you arch an eyebrow and put your cup down gently? Pretty much, like I'm listening, <laughs> and uh, and apparently they were just like, yeah, just like sort of, you know, trotting around Birmingham looking for interesting people, and they had to stumble on you. I mean, because he lives in a coffee people. shop of all people, and um, he's like the yeah, modern so version of Friends. So we had a, a Skype call with Channel Four on uh, on Friday, and uh, they sort of tested us out on our uh, you know repartee. By your own admittance, though, the screening process they seem to have for this program is: we're going to go to places where we're going to find people who are likely to be day drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of people we well, want to have. Perhaps they want to place Dom and what's his face, the wife, Dom and what's his face, the wife. What's her face? Oh, the Brexit couple. Yes. Yeah. I, I, well, yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I, I, I have to admit, I, I've never actually watched Gogglebox, um, but... You hear that Channel 4? <laughs> Lies! <laughs> have me and Guy instead. But, yeah, yeah. We, we watch all kinds of I'll, crap. We, I'll watch, t- we watched the Bubble Rat Boy. Did you watch the Bubble Rat Boy? No, we watched the Bubble Rat Boy. <laughs> that is between you and your God, and, and, you know, when you, when you die well, and you're like, how on earth have I spent my life watching the, 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 the Bubble Rat Boy? <laughs> I, have to, I have to watch Don't Tell the Bride on repeat. Oh my god! This is mental talk. I watched like three minutes of "Say Yes to the Dress" yesterday. That was um, <laughs> time I'm never getting back. But um, basically, yeah. So um, if yes, I'll do it, but only for the attention. You don't get paid that much, do you? Though. Well, I have a job. 
Depends if they love that extra income for you. Yeah. Not I, mean, yeah. Having, I mean, having opinions for a living. Those Harrods do. adverts don't make themselves. What is, what's that? Sofa? Sofology or whatever it is? That sofa furniture one that they do the adverts for? Oh, Massey's going to be all over that, trying to get you to blag him a free sofa. <laughs> Don't they do like adverts during the show and stuff like that? I've not watched it, so I don't know what I'm talking about. I should trail. probably, I should probably watch it, shouldn't I? Speaking to an empty choir here. Mm. Are you gonna have to have like you from your product placement? Basically, you, you can borrow have, the you, banner. You're gonna have to have Brian, <laughs> Brian's face on your chest. <laughs> I'm gonna put get you some mugs with the geeky from logo on the bottom, so every time that you need to take a big slurp, you can just. I would imagine. <laughs> They will carefully screen any background items in the program to make sure there isn't any uh, kind of illicit advertising. <laughs> we'll no, just have no propaganda. We'll just yeah. have the sign slowly descend throughout the episode. Or it'll be like the tattoo fixers that it's going like, Phil, um, yeah, we've got a studio in which we need you to come and uh, do this. So it, it looks like your house. It's a little bit. Maybe you can bring one item in. But it's actually a shed at the back of yeah. somewhere that you've got. You can wear a t shirt. We have some lovely geeky rubber t shirts. Sod it, let's just get geeky rubber tattooed on his head when he's drunk. <laughs> so a bit later today. He's continually promoting the show then. <laughs> you know I, I I am forever surprised that I've never like got so drunk that I got a tattoo. Because I like tattoos and I like getting drunk, but just the two things have never coincided. Fair enough. Keith, jingle, weird news. Before you have a crisp. <laughs> you haven't missed this bit, have you? No, I don't miss this bit. I, I've been listening back to podcasts, <laughs> and basically when I do a jingle, he just goes... Stop <laughs> talking and do a jingle! Oh, right, hang on, give me a second. Perform, monkey! Now's the time you've been waiting for. It's an absolute corker of weird news. Uh, right. I, I need some news first from Keith. News? Yes. How is the chili bottle working out? Bottle that you overpaid for. <laughs> bottle that cost you too much. Bottle that you didn't need. You know those two Blu-rays you bought? Uh, Still cheaper than a chili bottle. What, don't you, mate? What, what Blu-rays did I buy? You bought, the, you bought the ones that you got rid of straight away. You bought the 3D, was it 3D Pre- Lego Batman? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are those? Uh, I don't know. Sold money, though. I still have my chili bowl. Went on holiday to me with Wales. It was a bit warm. I, bet I was very refreshed on multiple occasions. Did you share it with your family? Or were you like, no, this is my personal chili bowl? Did you use no, it I shared with my badges with your way? When the whistle didn't work, yeah. It's running down the Although, I would like to say at this point, I'm an advocate for, I, I, I am in support of badgers in our countryside, and I would not, regardless of the situation, <laughs> call the bludgeon a badger. <laughs> I would not, I would not do such a thing. What animal would you bludgeon? Uh, <laughs> there's the, the, the ones that live in and around Westminster. There's a few of those, um, yes. potentially on my bludgeon. They, they always seem to come out of, of the woodwork. They, they have two letters after their name, usually. Yes, they do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, some disease they carry up some yes. description thing yeah yeah that stands for maypudge I think yeah more well, indeed <laughs> right. um, oh yeah that Are was we terrible ready? one that one that jingle yeah. was ru- rubbish right. I'm going to redo it <laughs> one two three four here we are, it's type of weird news, come and get some, you know it's really good, and here's your host, Ryan Parrish, and Guy's going to say something weird as well alright <laughs> I'm going to give you three stories and we can select one okay Nah, come on, let's go for a couple. Spin the wheel! Time. Come on, Parish. Don't, CNN. Don't, don't tease us like this. CNN.com. Using emoticons in work emails make you look incompetent, a study finds. 
Yeah. A study yes. was required to find this out. Okay. Skip. Yeah. Next, Bonnie Tyler to perform Total Eclipse during the eclipse. That's not really weird news, that's just everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> Skip. Final news story from craveonline.co.uk. <laughs> Adult entertainment site X Hamster wants to produce the Sensate third season. Oh, I heard about this yesterday. <laughs> and it's like, yes. Yeah, oh my god, yes, because that's, that series is basically porn already. But like, anything that sustains the life of one of my favourite programmes, do it. Shall we go with that one then? Uh, just for some clarification here, bear in mind I'm, I'm not on the pulse. You said ex-hamster. Yes. yes. So what? So this is... It's an, an adult entertainment. Oh, okay, it's not an actual hamster. No. Okay, it's okay. not as good porn. It's not sexy okay. hamsters. No. X hamster just seemed to throw a whole spanner in the works of that yeah. thing. X hamster are brilliant because um, I think it was in the aftermath of like uh, the bathroom bill in um, America. X hamster published. Oh, it was in South Carolina. And X hamster published all of like the stats of like the number of people so, like you know who are against transgender rights who, who search for tranny porn. They were like, so you're kind of a hypocrite, aren't you? Because we've got the receipts here. Nice. <laughs> Wasn't that Pornhub? Pornhub is really, they do some really fun, interesting things with their They were plowing well. a few there, weeks. And theirs was yeah, all about... Um, snow over the winter. Theirs was all about, like, uh, uh, people, like straight users searching for gay stuff as well, yes. yeah. I just, basically, yeah, porn sites are the new, like, social justice warriors. <laughs> Shall we go for that one, then? Yes. X hamster tells the Wachowskis that he wants to bring back Sensei. You're right, there, if you space and day, it's sprinkling away. <laughs> Right. This is a live broadcast, don't you know? <laughs> it's it's the food food yes. yeah. Adult site X Hamster has made the unusual proposal to Sensate creators Lana and Lily Wachowski offering to produce the third season of the show after it was cancelled by Netflix. Netflix cut Sensate from its lineup of original programming early in this year, addition has led to widespread um, criticism from its dedicated fan arc. base. A, aka Philip Hillis. The support chain for the cancel chain led to Netflix allowing the Wachowskis to air a special two hour finale next year, but now X Hamster has offered the sisters an opportunity to bring back the show permanently. I mean, I, I, I do wonder what uh, what sort of the difference in like quality and storytelling would be. Because, like, I, I mean, I, I don't know uh, how many of you have, are familiar with Sensate on Netflix, but no. basically the, st- the premise is there's this group of strangers from all over the world who find they have a psychic connection. And every now and then, that means that sometimes, like, when one of them's getting intimate with their partner, it feels like they're all doing it. And so he gets these incredibly artfully, tastefully <laughs> shot scenes where everyone's kind of naked and writhing around a bit. A bit like the, uh, a bit like that Kylie video are, where she's like a talk- bit of flesh. It's, 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 are we talking Emmanuel level here, or are we talking Confessions of a Window Cleaner level? It's oh no, it's very, it's classy. very classy. It's like, very you're classy. Aware, like Emmanuel is only one step up. It's it is essentially sexy heroes. It's basically yeah, yeah. yeah it's um, and so I just wonder would uh, would, would, would an ex hamster production basically it would just be, it would be that every week, but with like you know you'd, you'd see the peen more yeah. willies. But then yeah. surely a, a site like ex hamster would is 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 generating quite a considerable amount yes. of revenue. Well, they'd so, have to just be able well, to pay the actors because yeah. like, they're actually like real proper actors. actors. Yeah. yeah. Ever since we read about the cancellation, we've been wondering if there's something we could do about it. The letter reads, X Hamster is currently one of the most trafficked websites on the internet. We get more vi- de- visitors daily than the New York Times, ESPN, or even the Daily Mail. In short, we have the eyeballs and the revenue. Unlike Netflix, we won't be competing as part of our production budget. It would all be yours. X Hamster then wanted to know, after a long history of fighting for the rights of sexual speech, asking the Wachowskis to organise a meeting in order to discuss the possibility of bringing the show back to the site. 
So would you have to watch it on Xhamster? Yes. And would you, I guess you'd have to be like a premium sign-in member or something. Yes. Well, I imagine I imagine it'll start there, but it will get out. I kind of like it. It'll in be a on a DVD of, release. I kind of like it in the same sense of like Netflix doing theatrical release movies. The idea of taking the power of what is viewable on online and the stories you can tell away mm-hmm. from the kind of major studios and the kind of the likes of like I mean this is the same week that Facebook announced Watch yeah. oh, and that, that idea of kind of like curate, curated stuff yeah. so I kind of quite applaud the idea of a slightly off centre uh, entertainment outlet saying kind of like that they want to do um, do this and do television and stuff um, so yeah I kind of applaud it really and it'd be good to kind of you know, take a show that's 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 been put off by another station because they yeah. they have obviously got certain things. So it's quite. I think it's good. Yeah. Uh, article finishes off. Since hate moving to X Hampshire would be an unprecedented move. While we can't imagine many people would be comfortable going to a porn site to watch episodes, as they would be with visiting Netflix. At least it will give fans the season they've been hoping for. Hell, it might even attract a few more viewers from viewers from X Hamsters. Hamsters regular visitors for the people who want their porn to have a real story. So, and, and can I just finish the last line first? Stumbling over to the critically acclaimed sci-fi show after watching Ass Masters Three. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's also all of those Netflix viewers who are desperately trying to find a way of getting Gaspar um, Noé's love off their recently watched list. Oh my god, because Gaspar Noé. He, I mean, that's basically just. Um, Ass Masters yes. meets Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Anything he produces, ir- Irreversible, was just like a nightmare. <laughs> Do you know what the best name for a porno I've ever heard is? Somebody I know bought somebody, this isn't me, uh, somebody bought somebody I know a porno called <laughs> Blowout Free. Oh my god. I'll be happy with the bleep button on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no swearing there, these are just perfectly good words. Hello, Alex. Welcome Hi. to joining the Geeky Room crew. So, Hi, nice to meet you. And you're here to tell us about Wild About Comics, which is happening on Saturday the 26th August at the Birmingham Wildlife Park. Yeah, it's the right name, and it is <laughs> next Saturday. <laughs> the Wildlife Centre to me, it's still always going to be the Wildlife Centre. I, I think everyone just calls it different names, depending yeah. on what they know it of. Mm-hmm. So can you explain a little bit about event and what we expect to see there? So we try and incorporate things to do with wildlife, but also have this comic side of it, so to combine two things that can't be polar opposites but then make them really fun for children and their families as well mm-hmm. so typically what we do is we would put 10 pictures around the wildlife park and it's like a treasure hunt for the kids right. and then they have to find five out of the 10 of them mm-hmm. and then if they do we give them a free comic wow that's really cool yeah so like it's quite a lot of um work getting all the comics in yeah. but it's so wonderful when like you get kids have never read a comic before and i'm so mm-hmm. surprised by that and then you just give them and then they're so happy about it yeah, and we typically get one that's like a, tip, a normal comic book star. So like we get things from Nostalgia and Comics, mm-hmm. and they they're a really great, generous donation from there. But yeah. we also get these Amazonas comics as well. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about like why it's important to care about the environment, the wildlife, and all yeah. our rainforests because they are depleting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we saw the first Amazonian back at Birmingham Comics Festival last year. Remember that guy? Yes. Just about. So, uh, Birmingham Wildlife Centre, if nobody's ever been there, it's just outside the city centre, just past the Ring Road, right next door to Cannon Hill Park. Plenty of parking there, easy to get to on the bus. And it is a brilliant day out, as it is. But this sounds amazing. I mean, I can imagine there's quite a few parents at home now who have reached that point in the summer holidays where they're going, 
what can I do to entertain my children and get them out of the house and get them having fun and enjoying themselves. So this sounds a re really good event. Yeah, because it's like it's just a really fun day out anyway. Because you get to go to the wildlife centre and it's very cheap, like entrance for mm -hmm. them. But our event's completely free. Yeah. So when they're there, they don't have to pay for any of this, and it's all completely extra. Mm -hmm. So it's just a fun day out for them, and it's something the kids probably haven't done before. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I wanted to explain a little bit about the Amazonia comic because it's something we saw, as I said, last year. But it's a beautiful little comic, and it has a really important message to it as well. Yeah. So um, the Amazonas comics, like they talk about um, what, like subtly why it's important to care about the rainforest mm -hmm. um but it's done it's all done like in comic book form yeah so like just the first issue that they've got um talking about like being kids being afraid of a snake but it's actually just all edu educational but still fun and then they've yeah. got things like like there's coloring things in there and then just lots of puzzles for kids as well but yeah to get them in excited in theme rather than getting them um board by just saying here's a worksheet you've got to learn at school here's yeah. what we're learning about rainforests and that's gonna be boring right but we yeah. were trying to get into way so they learn about it and they're actually interested yeah and this is something you've been doing since 2015 yeah 2015 recall, so apparently. two years now yeah so you and you also do an event as part of Birmingham Comics Festival so um how how fun is it to arrange something like this because you you've got a great message here and you've got a brilliant partner in the wildlife center so how What's it like trying to arrange this? Because I assume it's quite difficult trying to get comic artists on board, getting everything logistically set up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite difficult for the setup of it. So, like, originally we were having difficulties getting, like, the website and getting the message out there to people. But once mm -hmm. we started doing that, like, um, we had we have a lot of artists that come there as well. So yeah. it's not only just we do the treasure. There are actually professional comic book artists that come and draw for the children for free. Mm -hmm. So we've had artists like Hunter Emerson before. Yeah, and we've also this time we've definitely got Laura Howell, Graham Higgins, and Roland Bertha. So yeah. we've got quite a lot of very experienced comic book artists, uh, probably yeah. very well known by the parents, or at least mm. some of them. They they all just do that, and then the kids are just they're amazed because they can get something so great. Yeah, for such a well, they don't even have to pay for it because it's just it's all a volunteer event. Yeah, and it's and something we really tried to foster on this um, this show is children. A brilliant way to learn is through comic books, and people don't recognise comic books as a proper medium, as a, as much as it should be. I mean, this is something we've spoken about multiple times in the past, isn't it, Keith? Well, for me, this is a great introduction to kids to actual comics in a in a real sense. Because if they go, if they get parents take them to the newsagents or the supermarket, it's it's branded products with plastic tap attached to it, and it's all rubbish, and the comic strips themselves aren't bad. So this is reminds me of the kind of comics that I was reading when I was a kid, and the fact that they're kind of educational at the same time. You know, there's there's a there's a coloring page, and there's a maze and stuff in there. But these Amazonius comics are great because it's kind of like here's a humorous story, but it's actually telling you things about yeah. nature, and it's getting kids interested in the visual storytelling that's happening in comics. They, you know, their literature is going to get. Uh, skills are going to come up because they're reading, but they're also, you know, it's it's stealth education. You know, it's kids learning stuff. It's really important, yeah. but it's fun and entertaining for them. And then having coming into contact with these guys who are kind of doing comics, you know, in a, in a um, regular fashion, but also it being outside of the comic con type environment as well. So it's kind of it's a little bit different, and it kind of I like the fact that it's um, being done at a place where people wouldn't expect to find comics. But it's there, and it adds extra colour to those kids' days. So they're getting these comics, they're reading these stories, they're going to see the animals. It's like you know, if I was five, six, seven, eight, 
Yeah. It's like, it's like, this is an awesome weekend out. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, there's something in the comic book artists themselves probably, it's a completely different experience from not being at a comic convention where you're pretty much stuck behind the table for the entire day and people come to see you. But where, where you're at this kind of event, you get to go around, you get to experience it, you get to interact a lot more with the kids. I mean, what, what kind of artist feedback have you had in the previous events? Like from the artists or from the yeah kids? from the artists from the artists. Well, I think the artists just they really enjoy they really enjoy it as a day out because they think mm-hmm. it's quite fun um to like do, do what they love. But yeah. then it's not the high high paced marketing that you have to do at a comic con. Yeah, you can just relax and then they can do drawing that they love for kids. Mm-hmm. And then they're probably some of the people that appreciate it yeah. a lot more than we do because we just want to get it straight away. Yeah, and that's another brilliant thing as well that this event promotes is comic books aren't just about superheroes. They can be about normal day-to-day things. I mean, this is something that we see a lot in the independent scene, especially in places like the Standard Comics, where it has a dedicated little independent scene. It's having comics about real-life, real issues, but pop, perhaps in a slightly more humorous style. Yeah, it just it makes things fun rather than force, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think everyone can enjoy it rather than just... Cause like, Kids aren't forced to learn about things. The artists aren't forced to make money off something. It's just, yeah. I think it's a nice day and you don't get that that much anymore. No, no, that is a brilliant thing to have. I mean, uh, what activities do you have as well as receiving the comic book? I mean, I think we said you've got colouring in for the kids yeah, to do. Yeah, we do. We have like a colouring in table. I'm like, um, we've, we've run competitions on our website. So the kids will draw on the day and then we'll put the best one on our website. And it's like... They get to colour in their logo, but they also get to do drawings of animals and things. So we, we think it's really good that they get to try and learn that their artistic ability at any yeah. age. That's a brilliant way to do it. And um, as well, as I said, just outside the city centre, there's no excuse not to go down. And especially if you've got to that stage now where the summer holidays have kicked in with the parents. I think all parents have that stage in the summer holidays. What are we, four weeks in now? Yeah, I'd much prefer my parents to take me to this to anything else. Yeah, you know this is this is right up my street. I might go. I've, my kids are getting a little bit old, so I might find a, like a, a niece you or can nephew. Still colouring. Yeah, <laughs> I could. I could. I'll I could. go with you. <laughs> I quite like the idea of just sitting at the colouring in table, colouring in. That sounds nice. Yeah, it's a pretty good to do it. I mean, as I said, adults can get involved as well. I mean, adults probably as well get back involved with the comic books industry. I mean, it's not as I said, it's not just superheroes anymore. No, because like. We get so many of the kids like asking for like more modern characters, like the amount of frozen things we had one year. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, they asked for like drawings of the animals as well, which is really yeah. cool because they've been around um, the wildlife park on the day, yeah. and then they enjoy that, and they're like, "Oh, mom, can I get this drawn instead?" Rather than I don't know Batman or something, but they, yeah. which they might have had other kids draw. And they draw things for the adults as well, so that's pretty cool. That's really good. And you've got another comic there. I just see around the corner. Um, yeah, we've got another one, which is a rainforest review one that we give out as well. Yeah. So that one's typically more for the adults or the older kids that come, and yeah. it's like more informative about what's actually happening. Well, like some of the things are shocking, like the amount of area that gets deforested in the Amazon yeah. every day. It's like, I mean, even I found out, and I was like, what, really, it's that much? And it's yeah. just things can be crazy, but. Um, in that one, though, there's actually a way to become um, a sponsor for the rainforest. Right. So, for only sixty pounds a year, which is only five pounds a month, yeah, you can sponsor a whole acre, like not just one small field, like an acre mm-hmm. for that much, and then that gets protected. 
and yeah. considering how much gets destroyed every day, I think it's really worth the value. Yeah, so and we, this is the planet's lungs that people seem to forget as well. Most of our oxygen comes from the rainforest and that kind of... Yeah, like 20% only comes yeah. from that one rainforest, so it's yeah. really important that we save all of them. Because mm-hmm. I think the amount of land that gets deforested everywhere now is really worrying. Yeah, and that's a brilliant noble goal to have here and something we very much support on the show. Uh, where can people find more information about you guys online if they need to? Um, we do have um, a website, um, which is, um, I believe it's worldaboutcomics.co.uk, yeah. I believe. And we'll we, get that tweeted out. Thank you. Yeah. And we also have um, social media platforms, so we do have a Twitter and we do have a Facebook page for World About Comics. So it's at World About Comics on both yeah. those. Brilliant, thank you very much. We're a little bit late to the party on this, because we have been out of the studio for a couple of weeks Probably we're no. so late that the pie's ended. We're so it's 2008. Been a, there's been another party and we missed that one as well. It's still on at the cinema. It still counts. Spider-Man Homecoming has been out for a few weeks. And it's Sony's collaboration with Marvel. I really, really liked it. Keith? Well, that's a great review there. Thanks for letting us play another song. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah, I really, really liked it. I, yeah, I saw it the opening weekend. And... Um, I did mention back then when we kind of talked about it that yeah. it starts with Michael Giacchino's rescoring of the the old yes. comic cartoon uh, theme. Mm-hmm. The moment you had that, it, it was like, yeah, this is actually Spider Man. Yeah. And in the previous, all the previous Spider Man movies were um, Spider Man Two, Sam Raimi's Spider Man Two, yeah. is a good movie. Yeah. It's just not a great Spider Man movie. Yeah. But this is actually a it's great Spider Man movie. Yeah. This is actually Spider Man. This is the Spider Man I read in the comics and watched on cartoon shows and stuff and and tom holland does a, a fantastic job with it you know really gets in with that character it being part of the marvel universe just makes yeah. it even more uh it more great because he's 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 not this lone superhero guy he, he's actually operating in a world where he's got these heroes and it, it just opens it up so much better so it was it was a good move by sony yeah to go you know what let's partner with our, our films have been okay but Let's let's do it properly. Let's put these characters together. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit dubious of the fact that at some point later on they're going to go. No, we want our toys back. And yeah. I think if they do that, we're going to be back to the situation where we were before. So kind of hopefully Spider-Man will stay in the Marvel universe. But yeah, it was it's great. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. A lot of it takes place in um, high school. Yeah, and all of those characters in there. Uh, Zadea's character is really cool. She's really nice, uh, and and his best friend. Again, it's, it's, it's two hours of, of pure entertainment and fun. Yeah, I mean, if you've not been keeping track, this is the third live-action iteration since the turn of the century. So I mean, oh, fourth. fourth. Let's not forget Nicholas Hammond, who in this country had his TV shows recut into feature films that were released in the UK. Like the 21st century, though, isn't it? Well, uh, twi- <laughs> Sam Raimi's aren't in the 21st century, are they? Yeah. yeah. Were they? They were like early noughties. Yeah. No. I, I remember yes. Sp- the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire came out when I was at school. I think Spider-Man 2 came out when I was at sixth form, maybe, yeah. and then Spider-Man 3 came out when I was at university. Really? Thanks for that history of your life. <laughs> yeah. So we've had, we've had three live-action versions of Spider-Man in the last 17 years. Yes. So and he was at school when yeah. the first ones came out. So okay. was I. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I never got around to seeing the Andrew Garfield ones, no. um, which I don't feel I've missed out on. But I, I, it has 
purely been a timing issue, but I, I've still not seen it. But every, I, I have heard such good things that I, I might actually have to clear my afternoon and go see I it today. I felt so sorry for Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man movies because it was just a blatant Sony. We want to keep hold of the rights, so we're going to squeeze. We have to make another film. Out. Yeah, and I feel it, sorry for him. He got paid. Well, he got paid, but he, he, he's a really good actor. I mean, in Social Network, he's a brilliant actor oh andrew no, andrew garfield yeah. is brilliant um never let me go yeah and he just brilliant film he was wasting those movies because it was just let's quickly just get another origin story but, but then uh, i mean the the toby Maguire ones it was yeah. just like if that uh, that was my first introduction to the character of peter parker and it was yeah. just like oh my god what a drip i think sam raimi had got bored by the third one when they had the emo uh, jazz dance <laughs> spider-man yes uh, and three villains was too much for any kind of film but the sandman yeah in that was a great great character i really a... really like the sandman's arc in that but the other trouble with the andrew garfield ones was the whole idea of like let's take spider-man and do everything we shouldn't do with that character his dad's still alive and there's all this convoluted backstory about it, it was actually their the idea that peter got to be spider-man and it was a there was the backstory they just it was yeah. cobblers it's my favorite term You've been re-watching them, haven't you? I did randomly this week decide to sit and watch Spider-Man, but I watched it in this order. Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Spider-Man. I don't know why I did that. 2 is the best film. That's probably why you started That's probably there. why I did But it. also, it's like, Kirsten Dunst is a good actress. She's been in lots of good films, but as Mary Jane, you just kind of want to push her under a car. <laughs> it's a bit harsh film. She's yeah, awful. She's she good. is the worst. It's like, oh my God, we're meant to like root for these like two star-crossed lovers. You are both terrible. <laughs> I don't want either of you to be happy. It, it gave birth to a Chad Kroger music song as well. So. Oh, God, I forgot <gasps> about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just, it's it's such an, the epitome of, like, noughties filmmaking with this yeah. sort of pseudo-emo, like, soundtrack and, like, the bad sort of, uh, like, early noughties fashion. Like, Mary Jane wears a kimono to a garden party at one point. It's just like, <laughs> she does. oh, my God, why have you got that. chopsticks in your hair? You're a white ginger lady. With the least, with the least conceivable, like feasible red wig ever. It's oh my god! It's just so bad. Circling back to the new film, yeah, it's awesome. a really good. Positive. Yeah, let's not review this new one. <laughs> let's tear apart all the ones that came before. Let's destroy the old films before we build up the new. The new one hasn't got James Franco in. James good. Franco. Yes, but James Franco. You just want James Franco. I'm just gonna keep saying James Franco. You were just annoyed that he wasn't doing his um, the Room parody at that time. I'm Dane DeHaan. Yes. Dane DeHaan. <laughs> Toby Maguire. Talking about Dane DeHaan and Valerian. Disappointment. No, anyway, moving no, on. No. <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, Spider-Man Homecoming. I really enjoyed it. It didn't need an origin story. We'd had enough in Captain America Civil War to introduce Spider-Man as a character. I loved Tom Holland's cameo in Civil yeah. War. I just thought it was like... Because obviously that film was... It, that was an overstuffed film. Yes. And then that... Like the two scenes that he went in were just like a breath of fresh air and like light relief and just like, oh my God, this with, is so entertaining. Yeah, the bits with Spider-Man and Ant-Man were probably the best scenes out of that movie because they were the yeah. lighter scenes and they brought And, and it, can, well, it was like the big action scenes but also like a bit of humour as well and it was yeah. just brilliant, yeah. And the brilliant callback at the start of the new film with that, with him reviewing the footage that recorded on that day with him doing that. Um... I did find the suit a bit too gimmicky, though. You don't need the Spider-Man suit with like AI and all that stuff in. The whole point of Spider-Man is he's got his spidey sense. Oh, is it like Tony Stark point. gives him a, a series yeah. suit? But that is a it is a story point. Yeah. The the point of the story is that Tony takes the suit off him for yeah. him to find the hero that he really is, and that's yes. when he goes back to his 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 normal suit. So I do think yeah. that um, 
there is the, it, it serves a purpose. But yeah. I, also, I also love the fact that the voice of the AI is yes. Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, as a kind of like counterpoint to the fact that Jarvis is. Bethany, and they're kind of like they're, 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 they're super super well, couple. Jennifer Connelly has been in the Marvel universe herself with the oh, Eric Banner, the, the, the first yeah. terrible Hulk. Yeah. Forget about that film as well. But Moving on, but the whole thing, that, you know, just the fact of calling it Homecoming really yes. symbolised what this film was. It and was Marvel getting back its premier character, yeah, and then coming home, and they 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 really relished that idea. It was. It was everything you wanted to get in a Spider-Man movie. I love the way they've done MJ as well. With the twist of the end, which I'm not going to spoil, but it's a really good twist of how they're bringing MJ in as a character. The other awesome thing that works brilliantly in this movie, yeah, Michael Keaton. Yes, Michael Keaton's special mention of Mr. Michael Keaton. He just plays pretty much Birdman from the Birdman movie that he made. It's just like, it was the perfect casting. So Spider-Man have, versus Birdman. Yeah, it pretty much was. Michael Keaton is brilliant. He does chew the scenery occasionally, but it's all well-deserved. And it's a brilliant way to introduce how his character's motivation starts. And he feels the whole thing about him versus Tony Stark is a brilliant way of bringing that reason why he does what he does into it. What about the Benjamin Buttonification of Aunt May? Well, the, the fact that every movie that she gets... She's getting younger and younger, younger, younger and now it's Marissa version. Tomei from My Cousin Vinny. But Vinnie. it's Marissa Tomei. As we all know, Marissa Tomei from Seinfeld is amazing. I mean, you know, I, I really like her. It's just, I mean, well, I guess because it's, they've gone right back to high school yeah. and the character is staying this sort of teenage age so the aunt has to keep getting younger, I, I guess. It, it works better than the fact that you, you probably had to have a 70-year-old like Aunt May when your lead actor was 30. Yeah. So yeah. it kind of makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but she does a good job. I, I, no. I think... The, the traditional Man. view of, of Aunt May being yeah. this bun-haired old lady is very much, fr- you know, from the Steve Ditko originally. Yeah. It doesn't need to be that because the purpose she serves in this is to be his um, counterpoint and kind yeah. of like, you know, she's really And Making Him 14 is a really good move as well yeah. because it's allowing another generation of comic book characters to have another character to grow up with. We've been mm. with Iron Man since 2008 now. So 10 years for those people who've been watching the cinematic universe from the start and then we're going yeah. to have the whole change of the end of Phase 3 with Infinity War. So it's bringing another generation through and allowing the Avengers to develop and grow. Because I can't, yeah, I can't imagine that like Gen Zers growing up now are going to be able to relate to the smarmy 40-something billionaire, which yeah. is Iron Man. Yeah, so, yeah and they've not sense. seen that plot development if they're starting afresh from this movie. Alex, have you seen Spider-Man Homecoming yet? I haven't yet because I've basically been trying to avoid because I haven't actually watched the original ones yet, which I'm, I've wanted to, <laughs> but I've just... Never yeah. actually got the opportunity yet. I, I think Skip you're quite. Three. Skip you, three. You're quite. <laughs> you, you'd be quite at home <laughs> to just go straight to the, the, the what's it? There's the two. There are two other great moments in this movie that yeah. I loved beyond all things, and, and I didn't notice. I didn't see in the credits about whether there was somebody that had to build multiple Lego Death Stars because unless they got that <laughs> shot down in one take. Somebody somewhere has had to build up at least multiple <laughs> Lego Death Stars for them to then drop. Yeah. Um, but also this film features what I consider to be the greatest Marvel uh, post credit scene of all time. Well, the Captain America The one. very, very end scene yeah. features uh, a cameo appearance from Captain America. Yeah. And it is worth every second of waiting to get to these end, of the end credits. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a bit of a Marmite moment for people. But for me, it was... The, the greatest end credit scene I've seen so far. Top Trumps, woo! We're about to play a round of Top Trumps, woo! Taxis of the World Edition. 
I'm getting bored of that idea. <laughs> and? You know what? You're, you're back off holiday, but I'm bored of your idea. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Right, okay. You've been replaced in the four weeks that we haven't seen each other. Yeah. Let's hear your off-the-cuff ident for Top Trump's guy. Go on. Oh, um, my cards with pictures on and scores on. Yeah, I can see why you're bored of mine. <laughs> uh, these aren't actually Top Trumps. These are Super Trumps. Oh. Vintage 1991. Okay, can you think of an ident for that one? Super Trumps. That Super sound, I mean, Trump. in 2017, that sounds like horrendous, actually. Super Trumps, here they come. Cards with random stats upon. That was So these are taxes of the world from 1991. They smell old. They smell of vintage. I want to sit down and kind of contemplate the fact that you're going, these are smelly and musty and vintage, and they're from 1991. <laughs> <laughs> I was eight then. Let's not get into yeah, this. Anyway. We'll let our special guest, Alex, you can pick the first card. Okay, so it's the highest one for each category because some yes. times are different. All right. Um, Maximum load 200 litres. And what vehicle is it? Oh, we, we read the vehicle. Um, Rose Taxi. From? From Greece. Phil. <laughs> Sorry. Maximum load. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just had to ring the smart Uh So, well, I, I mean, all three of my cards beat that, but I, I'm going to go with the uh, Sofia Taxi from Bulgaria. Yes. With a maximum load of 380. How big's your load? <laughs> <laughs> I could go two ways with this. I could go with the way of like, I know I'm not going to win yeah. or the potential I've got to win. Uh, but I'm going to go with the hopefully to win. So I've got a New York taxi, which isn't even yellow. It looks like a, it looks like a Volvo. Um, <laughs> it has a maximum load of 634. That's big. Guy? I've lost this. Um, Pick a taxi then. Uh, I've got some little buggy looking thing. Yeah. It's the HAL design taxi prototype from it's Italy. Is that the HAL? Um, maximum load 420. Right. I have a taxi from Versailles, which is, by the look of it, a Renault Estas. <laughs> so my maximum load is 900 litres. That's a. I, 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 yeah, I, moving on. Next category. <laughs> right, I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a Boston taxi from the USA. Engine capacity 4,299 4, cubic centimetres. Alex? Um, well, I can't beat that. So I have a Helsinki taxi for with an engine capacity of 2,497. Phil? I have a Washington taxi, um, which looks like the car DC from... Di- uh, it just says Washington. It doesn't say whether it's DC or... or... That's pretty... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's like Washington, um, D.C., yeah. So like basically the car from Die Hard 3. Um, engine capacity, 5,737. Keith? Uh, I, I think my, I've got a good, very good chance here of winning this round. Uh, I've got a Jakarta taxi, uh, which appears to be a sofa duct taped <laughs> to the front of a bicycle. Uh-huh. And it has oh an engine capacity of nothing. Zero. It doesn't even have zero. It's just a dash. Uh, um, what what, so what propels this vehicle? It's a, it's a bike with a settee taped to the front. 
So that's pretty cool. It's a tricycle. It's a sofa tricycle. Yeah, it's a sofa tricycle. It's quite nicely decorated. <laughs> if this had been on a Ripley's Believe It or Not card, it would probably have done quite well on creativity. Yeah. Going. Uh, I'm, you know I'm rubbish with big numbers, so what's that? <laughs> <laughs> 1,453 cubic centimetres. It's Thank rubbish. You. Thank you. It's an Athens taxi. Thank you. The fourth number is thousands, the second is hundreds, <laughs> the third is tens, and the last one is How do you get a job units. in Excel all day again? <laughs> You work in a bank or something, guy. <laughs> no, you don't have to cash checks. Phil, you okay. got your final card. I'm torn between passengers and length. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna. Go. I, I get the feeling that's possibly not the first time you've said that. It's just that word, it kills me every time. I'm going to, so, well, I've got the, the Venice motorboat taxi. The motorboat. <laughs> the motorboat taxi. And uh, from, from good old Italy. And I'm going to go with a length of uh, 6.35 metres. Alex? Um, I have another Washington taxi, but mm-hmm. I don't know which one this one is. But the length is 5.15 metres. Wow. Keith? Um... I have noticed in the corner of all these cards is a random selection of cities with it's, either A, B, or D, or so A, B, and C. can play Happy Families with the cards. They oh, all have numbers in the top corner. They oh, can match them. I've got a Paris taxi, yes. um, which I, I don't even know what brand of car it is. It looks very horrible. But it's only got a length of 4.24 metres. Yeah, it's a bit rubbish. Guy? I've gone out to the damn taxi, so that's going to smell nice inside, isn't it? <laughs> um, the length is 4.57 metres, which I've probably lost. Have I lost? Yes. Oh. I have the Dublin taxi, which looks like an Opal Astra. Those I don't even people. know what those words mean. I think it's a car, Phil. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. That's a lowly length of 4.65 metres, so Alex won that round. Very impressive. Oh, I won overall. Why was there no Uber in there? I was because it's say, from 1991 yeah. and the internet wasn't there then. Okay, Uber needs to be in there. You need to make a card for Uber. And just put a fake card in with Uber. Which in. which car do you choose to represent the Uber guy? Isn't it a... A Mondeo. Is the car in there? I was going to say, isn't it a 10 Toyota Prius? It's with like, usually either like a Skoda or another Skoda. I literally know nothing about cars. People talk to me about cars. It's like, yeah. So well, someone says, like, what do you drive? I'm like, it's red and it gets me to the supermarket. I, I don't <laughs> care. I used to Uber. <laughs> 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 Uber I, I literally you used Uber for the first time the other week. Yeah. And I'm fairly convinced that the car that picked me up was basically a Land Rover. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, I've got a friend who's like, oh my God, I really want one of these like Land Rovers. I'm like, you live in the city centre. Drive Do you want to go off-roading, what, like like mowing people down? No, like there's, there's absolutely no need to be driving one of those cars when you live in a city. Yeah. To be honest, though, this Land Rover was really good because I had a mass of gear to get home as well, so it all fitted quite nicely <laughs> in the back. All right, I'm going to pick out one from the remainder of the pack, which is the Vienna Cab Taxi, and try and guess what this is. Passengers, four. Power is two horsepower. Length is 8.74 metres. <laughs> Maximum load is not applicable. And edging capacity is not applicable. Is it a gondola? No, it's a horse-drawn carriage. Oh, two little horses. Nice. Hence the two horsepower. Nice. Doesn't doesn't the name horse-drawn carriage mean that it's a horse-drawn carriage and not it a taxi? It says Vienna cab taxi. Well, it fulfills the same service. <laughs> it achieves the same end as a taxi journey. Mr. 
Semantics. <laughs> What's in Keith's bag? Naughty fool bag. It's a bag. Keith's bag. I feel like I've run a, 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 a session for, for those people who need a bit of help. And um, guys, come up with his own idea. I've, I've coached him how to do it. And now he's come up with his own version. You've workshopped it together. Yeah. Talking of ball bags, I told Philip Ellis a great story last week on the train home from TF Nation about my nephew. <laughs> um, he, my sister walked in on my nephew one day holding a, a toy ball uh, um, near a carrier bag. And he was placing the ball in the carrier bag. And whilst he was doing it, he kept shouting out the words, ball bag, ball bag. <laughs> Which no, mics are up there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, that's something my nephew has learned to say is um, ball bag. Because you place a ball in a bag. I mean, it's literal. It is, it's very much the fact that he is placing a ball in a bag. Well, that's, that's why you, where you put balls, isn't it? You need to put in them in bags. a receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's in Keith's bag? Keith, Keith's why have you bag? brought us back from not Wales? Not Wales. Well, it was slim pickings in Wales, so I thought I'd, I'd, you I would. I would. Oh, yeah. they run quite fast. They do not could want you to catch the them. And they kick. No. How, oh, do, how yeah. do you know this? You country file. <laughs> 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 he looks annoyed. Because <coughs> sheep can run quite fast. Which is why they employ sheep dogs to chase them around the fields? Because farmers oh. farmers can't chase sheep around fields because they move quite rapidly. <laughs> No, it was slim pickings, and, and I thought I, I, I've kind of almost forgot to go to a shop to buy like Welsh fudge, which was probably made in kind of Kazakhstan or something. Anyway, so I, I thought I'd bring you a treat, which I did by going to the corner shop and buying the uh, a selection of those wonderful snacks, maize snacks from Golden Wonder, which I'm quite pleased still exist. I uh, Golden Wonder just just remind me of my childhood. Yeah, you know they don't even own pot noodle anymore. Well, th that was what it always used to be. It used to be Golden Wonder's Wonder. pot noodles. But now they just own the noodle. Oh. But I'm quite oh. disappointed because I went to the wrong corner shop. So these these Transformer snacks that I've bought you seem to be in fancy new packaging and in fancy weird flavours. But there's another corner shop down the road. It basically looks like the f somebody's front room. Yes. Who seems to still have boxes from the, like the, the late 80s. So these <laughs> ones might actually be edible. <laughs> yeah. But and now you have Space Raiders as well, where this new shop doesn't have Space Raiders. So I was a bit confused. Do they about have Tangy Toms? The, the older shop does. Ooh, so that's got Toms good. good. Yeah, and they still have Snaps. I didn't even know Snaps was still a thing. Oh, yeah, do you they, those on lunch regular. But do you they, only eat the tomato ones? Because yeah. there should be no other flavour of Snaps other than Tangy Tomato. Yeah, no. Do they do the ones where you got the little salt packet in? The, the blue. The yes. blue. Smith's. Yes. Salt and blue. Shakes. Salt yes. and shakes, yeah. Did they do some Pellegrino? No. That's why I'm drinking a can of some that's, Pellegrino. That's a bit bougie. For, uh, <laughs> this, is for a proper, this is a proper corner shop. Do they they, have, they, have, um, they have little plastic bottles of Frosty Cola, yes. which is quite good. Advertised by a polar bear with sunglasses on. Do they do chipsticks? Uh, I didn't see any chipsticks. I didn't go looking for those, but they're a bit messy. They, they're the yeah, maize series, the, the maize crisp that just falls it's apart. It's just childhood, that is. There. You end up dusty. Do People you know, know if you've had um, chipsticks because chip oh, yeah. your your chest is just covered in maize residue. Do you know what it used to make me laugh? You can tell we were a bunch of fat lads at school. <laughs> <laughs> what used to make me laugh is that Quicksave used to do that, their own brand of crisps. It's in a white bag. Just used to have the name. No frills. No frills. <laughs> Why? Why is that word on there? No frills. And I, cause I always made me, that always made me think, well, do they mean like the crinkly cut crisps? Or do they mean it's not going to be that? Like these are so cheap that they're not going to be crinkly cut? Is this just going to be like pieces of fried potato? I just don't understand it. Well, for me it was At what point do you buy crisps with lace on them, for instance? <laughs> 
For me, it was amusing because I remember in, hot, in school for me there was a song that used to go around and people used to sing "Cheap Thrills Don't Last Forever," which I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like looking back at it, but people used to go, "You want Cheap Thrills Don't Last Forever?" So most of the markets from my childhood gone. We used to have shop at Quick Save gone. We used to shop at Summerfield. Happy gone. shopper. Yeah. But talking about Kristen going slightly up in a, in a level. Because yes. I, I like a, 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 a Chardonnay vinegar uh, and sea salt crisp from Co-op. And I also quite like kettle chips and stuff. But what I don't like, I don't like Walker's Sensations, which seem to be like they're promoted as a posh crisp. But basically they're just horrible crisps with lots of random flakes that yeah. taste of... They're not it's good. Like, it's like they've ground up po- pot puree. <laughs> and, dumped it in, and dumped it in a crisp packet because they taste they taste. Who horrible. decided that sweet chilli is like an aspirational flavour? Yeah. <laughs> what do we think about the posh crisps I, crisps I bought in today? From Aldi for the grand total of one pound. I like the way the bag opened. Yeah. Although it did remo- remind me slightly of those kind of like body wipes that you can get. <laughs> oh my god, the, the cl- in the Clorox box with like the resealable bit. Somebody yeah. shows you some body wipes. I have so I have a pack of kitchen wipes in my in my flat, which is exactly the same kind of like peel top opening. If yeah. listeners want to know what they are, they're Seabrooks, black sheep ale and. Steak flavor, food. They're they're food heroes, yes. made with natural flavors, which is a warning symbol already. If they're having to tell you that it's made with natural flavors, um, peel and share, gluten free, vegetarian friendly, we have, and they're lattice as well. We have yeah. learned from this though. Like ultimately, the ultimate goal of information here is that we've learned that when Keith goes, he wipes with body wipes. <laughs> Shall we try the Transformers now? I have had children, so we, 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 ha- we do use these things in the house. He's had children, so it's all a bit looser down there. He's had, I've had three kids. When you're having to buy... Whenever he sneezes, a little bit of weed comes out. Yeah. And I'll tell you something, no frills toilet paper ain't as good as it used to be. No frills, toilet paper, guaranteed free from splinters. So can I just read this flavour of, uh, yes. of Transformer snack to you? Do they still have the cartoon on the back first? That is rule number one. No, no these are oh, posh no. new packets. They're not very but good. This one is Heroic Saucy Barbecue. Saucy! <laughs> 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 heroic. Uh, this one is Fearless Spicy. Oh, yeah. I have and, also found uh, out... Oh, and then another heroic saucy barbecue. This is like the worst Avengers I'll, I'll lineup go ever. I'll the saucy barbecue. But they're not even really Transformers either. Because you, they're just... Uh, who I wants barbecue? Just, who wants spicy? Barbecue. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try the oh, no. fearless spicy. No, I think... I, no, I'm, I'm all right. I've only had it. Oh, actually, I've had, bag, I, I've had a bag of crisps today. I'm fine. I had a bag of squares. And also, I've just laughed so hard that my, like, my throat hurts. But you can only build a car. And I've also found out that the wheels are so big. When you put two on, you can't get the other ones on. Rubbish. Check the wheels used to be three times that size. Yeah, I think I've been shrinking. I think I'm going to go back this to the shop. This does taste like the 90s. Yeah, I think I'm going to go back to the shop that looks like somebody's front room no, and see if they've got flavor. them. This is not barbecue flavour. This um, is bacon flavour with a little bit of sugar on the top. This is neither fearless nor spicy. How many bags did you buy? Uh, six. So packets. you spent £1.80 on us. So I? Oh, thanks. Yeah. yeah. Good expenditure. I mean, how much change did you. What, what, what kind of. What currency did you pay for how much change did you get? I didn't use uh, I gave the man in the shop uh, two pound coins, uh, one 20p piece and six 10p's. That seems like you've overpaid. 
Or did you buy other items? Look, we know how bad your maths is before we get he any He said further. two pound coins, right? No, he said a pound coin. I swear he said two. Piece. I might have said two. I think he said two. Yeah, I might have said two. So he's oh yeah, I did. He's even been mugged up. I did. I did. I did spend it this week because I bought a bottle of milk as well. What red, red, blue, or green? There is only one. Green. Milk. Green. Oh, that's green. not milk. Green. No. Green. Blue. Green. Blue is the only milk. All green. the others are pretenders. Phil. I'm a green. I, I'm With a who? I'm a semi skimmed boy. Skimmed. Go yeah. Green. Green. You're three to one. You're no way. I, I mean, so, you know. I, I, was at friend, I, was, I was at a friend's house the other day, he was making me a cup of tea, and he was like, oh, I'm going to have to use my housemate's milk, because I've run out, are you alright with whole milk? And I was like, basically he was giving me, like, butter in my tea. <laughs> alright, before we move any further on, what the f is it about orange and purple milk? Where the hell did what? those two come from? What? 1% milk. So it's not skimmed, it's not semi-skimmed, it's in between those two. Well, I mean, orange milk. or purple. I, I am a, I'm so into almond milk right now, that's how bourgeois my lifestyle is. <laughs> Like, ah, oh, almond milk porridge, yes. The, and I, I refuse to accept that anything other than full fat milk is milk. This is, this is, this is one swan. Were you a gold top? Were you a gold top, Solly Hall boy? That's quite a hill no, to die we on, Keith. We had to, milk came with cream on the top of it. Mm. And it was the joy of being the first one to a bottle in the morning that you got to have the cream of the, of the milk on your cereal. And it was awesome. I do remember having gold top very occasionally when we felt rich from the milkman. And that was the proper Jersey dairy cows. Really, really rich, creamy milk. Hey, but if you're having anything other than like full fat milk, you might as well just have water with paint in it. Mm -hmm. What were we going to talk about before we started talking about milk, crisps and ball bags? Um, the HBO leak. Oh, yes, yeah. that was it, wasn't it? Oh, we did kind of mention leaks. Did you do, but did you do, <laughs> did you do like air apostrophes around the word leak? No, I was just like waving my fingers around because they've got I like. I was hoping you were. They've got Transformers snack dust on them, so I don't want to touch the mic. Yeah, I think you were. Right, I I, th when they say leaks now, it's like. Do you think it's uh, more like let's do it on purpose just so that then people don't actually try and. As in free them. marketing. Well, this is one of the Everyone's that, pirating um, it anyway, so. This is one of the things that I've kind of um, become more and more concerned about. When they say leaks now, a lot of the time people go, oh, such and such has been pirated, such and such has been pirated. And it doesn't look like if somebody's recorded it off a telly with their mm. mobile phone. These are high-definition, broadcast-quality transmissions. So a lot of this piratiness must be coming from within the industry, from people who are being given screeners. So you know maybe they don't um, want it to be leaked, but they're kicking around. They're, the studios are sending out DVDs and Blu-rays of all this content, and you know what do they expect? Oh no, I, I, I agree. It's it's, well, um, it's the, the latest leak happened because they showed it themselves in Spain. Yeah, that was the whole point. They showed it on their on-demand service. They showed the first episode and the next episode straight afterwards. Somebody ripped the stream as soon as it went up. So it is a bit hoisted by their own petard on this one. Love that expression. Yes, but the first one, that's fair enough. They got hacked, but do you think? The hacking was... Do you think they'll have a bit of a stronger password when it's, like, the most expensive TV series ever made? So my favourite meme of this week has been HBO's security, and it's just the two absolutely useless guards from when Arya's trying to get back into Winterfell. <laughs> <laughs> or is HBO's password Hodor? <laughs> no, I, I bet it's, like, password123. I bet you that's the name of their firewall, though. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the other interesting thing about leaks and how we all get kind of... Um, obsessed with not having spoilers because 
Okay. Probably you guys are much too young to um, to know about it, but um, when TV shows used to start in the, in the States, it'd be six months, seven months, maybe even a year before they made it over to the UK. Um, so that was what Dougie smuggled VHS, was it? Or, or even you'd read descriptions of the episodes on BBSs. You know, it's kind of like... It's a bit of that thing now where everybody goes, well, how dare you spoil this particular show before it happens? And I can see how it's disappointing for it to happen. But if you're living in a world where every second somebody's showing you exactly what's happening right now, to not expect it when it comes to TV, it's yeah. kind of almost like when it's my TV show, how dare you tell me everything about what's going on in the world <laughs> right now? And everything else, it's like, give me, give me, give me, what's but now, what's now, what's now? this is hubris from TV, show, t- um, TV channels and TV production companies as well? So Rick and Morty, for example, airs one week in the US before it airs on Netflix in the UK. I watch Netflix in the UK but I'm a one week behind everybody else I, who's yeah. already online talking about what happened in the latest episode. I, I, I like that more and more um, programmes are, when, when they air in the US, um, we get them basically either the same day or the next day in the yeah. UK on and Netflix. that's how so it should be. That's how it should be. And, and, uh, because obviously, yeah, with, with, it's not like they're with online viewing how it is now, yeah, yeah, with online viewing how it is now, it's basically we're all viewing things simultaneously. Game of Thrones airs in the US on the Sunday, we have it on the Monday night on Sky here. So there's like a 24-hour period where basically you kind of have to maybe avoid Twitter. But also, it's kind of like, if you're a fan of it, be a good sport. Don't try and be like, oh, I, I just want to prove to you that I've seen this before you. So I'm going to be like, oh my God, I can't believe that this happened. Like, and they just put that on social media with no insight or commentary whatsoever. They just want to tell you what happened because they want you to know that they've seen it before you. And it's just like, come on. You know, we all, we all enjoy this. Like, what, why, what do you get out of that? It's, it's, um, it's really annoying. Frills. Frills. Um, right, I just wanted to point out with Rick and Morty, um, I don't know why you watch it, because he's got gob on his mouth. Because it's a highly entertaining comic. Yeah, but he's got gob on his mouth. Rick and Morty is, in my opinion, the greatest television programme going out on TV at the moment, gob. which can bear repeated viewing because it's so layered and so uh, well-written. And, I mean, you know, it comes across, what? obviously, as kind of like a kickabout comedy episode. But when you start to break down what's going on in there and in, in between yeah. the characters, it is amazing. What I am starting to get bored of, though, is the same five jokes repeated ad infinitum from Rick and Morty all over fraternity. It's become the new Seinfeld. It's, it's, it's immensely quotable. But there's only so long you can do those quotes for. I feel like... We're on the verge of the storyline progressing a bit with Rick and Morty. Like it's it's gone to a much darker place now. You've got like divorce is a lot more jaded. Um, yeah, you've got d- divorce, depressed Jerry living in like you know the hotel room of sadness. You've got um, Beth who is just like in complete denial. Yeah, and then you've got the kids who are just completely disillusioned. Like they they re- they are now realizing how absolutely flawed and yeah. um, and sort of morally bankrupt. Both their, you know, their parents and their grandfather is, and I'm just really, it, it, it's building up to something that isn't just going to be Rick being like, oh, I'm super clever, and therefore everything's meaningless, which is yeah. like that super nihilistic view that kind of, you know, um, that was what uh, built up to the end of season two. I did like the continuity with the latest episode with the ten getting his loyalty card fully stamped, and it was exactly the same amount of adventures through. But that's all I'm going to say about it. Leaks. Yes, leaks. Apart from the gob leaking from his mouth. I, I think shall we talk about your favourite website sorry sorry Keith what were you going to say I was going to say I think leaks, I think leaks and part are parcel of marketing a show now yeah that you know it's like oh this episode has leaked but it's kind of like yeah I mean really it's usually it's bad like, shows that seem to do that though because it's to try and like drum up some kind of 
interest in it if it's yeah. not going to perform well. You know, I think I think there are times perhaps where genuinely something slips out, yeah. but I think <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's got to be deliberate because I I, I, I desperately oh, want to see the Avengers Infinity trailer. Yes. So I how come that hasn't leaked? The, yeah, I refuse to watch that version. That is handy cam footage. I but I, I, I try to avoid um, trailers anyway because like you know what if if I've read a very brief description online and I know who's going to be in it, I don't. I want to go in and be surprised. So with every like you know everything now has like teasers teasers for the trailer trailer and then like four different trailers so we're like with the defenders that's, that started streaming um yesterday i watched the very first teaser trailer but ultimately i was like well i, I know i'm gonna watch it so i'm not gonna i don't want the one in the lift which is actually a really decent trailer. yeah so I, yeah, yeah. It's basically that and I, do, I i i don't want to have the actual plot spoiled for me no um yeah, and and it's like that with with just about everything. Like with the Game of Thrones trailers, you know they have that huge hype every year when it just when it's about to start. And it's like, well, you know what? I actually don't want to know what these characters are going to be up to. Because part of Game of Thrones is, or it used to be, you know, for the first few years is actually you had no idea what was going to happen. Characters could die. These Unless huge, you read the books, huge, basically. huge. Well, yeah. well, yeah, but I hadn't. But, you know, so these huge, huge events like things like you know the Red Wedding and uh, Battle of the B Words and all like these yeah. huge, huge events like just. Either came out of nowhere or took really unexpected turns, and so I just I'd like to be completely yeah. surprised. And I think this is the thing now with all the book readers because we're past the book. We're in now. the same boat now, yeah. So they're in the same boat, and they got. And I know it's completely different to the books, and it's pretty much a retelling of the same story. But it does sort of feel like um, a different show now, and I think yeah. partly it's because they've they've not got the source material to be so loyal to. But and I also think the writing has suffered a touch because it's, of that. It all. The, the complaint has been that it feels rushed because they're kind of racing towards the, the season, the, the series finale now. But partly, I think that's because all the characters are actually on the same continent, so we're not wasting time flitting from city to city. Um, so it sort of feels like yeah. now that Danny and John are in the same place, the plot can barrel forward a little bit more. They are starting to team up now. I think to end this little section, Keith should sing us an off the cuff song about things leaking. Come on, Keith. Leaks, the two of us must not keep going. You spoil shows of where other people aren't knowing about the plots that are going on. You shouldn't even come into my inbox anymore. Oh, Leaks, you shouldn't be around anymore. Especially in God's Chili, in Keith's Chili Bowl. I really like that like, you were so passionate when you were singing. And Phil's face was like, I literally have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Closing off that leak. Maybe. Yeah, closing <laughs> off that link with an... Um. <laughs> two hours into a 27 degree, 42% humidity uh, room, the last remnants of my chilli bottled water are still a chilli, cool, luminous. No, no leaks there. Though. No leaks, no condensation on the outside of the bottle. Why it's rubbish. Go on then. No, I'll go. To, I'll go middle section. Oh, you always put me first. Mine are, you know. I don't That's know. because we need to have the four hours for you to rant, so everybody else can get theirs out of the no, way. Let somebody else go first. We'll go Bloomfield this week. Keith, why is something rubbish to you this week? <clears throat> are you think. just swallowing that chili bottle? <laughs> it was cold. Um, free things that you don't want with the things that you do want. So. I wanted to go... Bear in mind you're talking to a couple of blaggers here. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to purchase 
the recent uh, Kong Skull Island movie. And my shop of choice, because I've got one of their kind of pure cards, was HMV. Now, in HMV, for some unknown reason, in a lovely card package, they included Godzilla. Totally, totally separate case, totally separate thing. And I kind of inquired to them, like, why can I just get the Kong movie? I know, but it comes with Godzilla free. I just want the Kong movie. Can I just have... No, it comes with Godzilla free. You're getting two films for one. You haven't got to pay for the extra one. But it's like... So we've got this lovely slipcase, which then I've got to either dispose of or dispose of the copy of Godzilla that I've got at my expense. I could, you know, if, uh, if I wanted to say, well, if I bring my copy of, of Godzilla in for you to then resell, can I get a discount? Give it to the charity shop. I'm not giving Blu-rays to the charity shop. Nobody watches them. And it's too good. They want copies of the Thornbirds or... Whatever it is, they've got a thousand copies of now. What's that? <laughs> What's that rubbish book that they had? And now they've got a thousand copies of the DVD as well. No, Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey. So they got. They, they got. They, they got. Yeah. So you know, Godzilla. It's a, you know, I want to make a, maybe like a little bit of money off that. But why are giving me free stuff? I don't want. I don't understand that. It's like, you know. It's, it's a gift to you, Keith. It's, it's not a, a gift, gift from their art. I don't. I didn't want it. It's like. Having Christmas and then you get a load of extra stuff that comes free with it you don't want. Well, like Boxing Day. <laughs> but like you go, oh, here's the lovely uh, PlayStation 4 that I was after. And then there's all the socks or the handkerchiefs or whatever it is. Gifts that you don't need. I'm not feeling this. Uh, I, I want extra stuff. Even if I take uh, it to CEX, get some money from it. From you, the man who goes, I was in CEX and I was stuck there for 14 hours while a bloke in front of me was trying to get rid of DVDs that he'd got for free. <laughs> Like Phil, Phil, what are you thinking on this? You're, we're fans of free stuff here. I, I mean, I, I've never turned on a freebie in my life, so <laughs> <laughs> take that or how pay, you will. Or pay for a meal. <laughs> but it's like even so, even then, he's said got freebies. He wasn't supposed to. Here's an extreme <laughs> example, right? <laughs> you've gone to the hairdressers. <laughs> you've gone to the hairdressers. You've had your hair cut. Immediately after. <laughs> The hairdresser's going to cut your hair even more because it was a free haircut. No, so you got a haircut with a free haircut, Matt, if but you, you said had it was a free haircut time. and a beard trim included, then that's fine. It's two different things. Though. Yeah, that is two different things. Like so you have Kong, Kong and, and Godzilla. Godzilla. They're, they're, they're not two the same. Blu-rays boxed together. They're doing it to promote the fact that it's going to be Kong versus Godzilla in the next film. That's Did just madness. Have to pay more for the film. Well, I didn't buy it from there in the end because I didn't want it. <laughs> so it's like I was, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, and, and and I've noticed that they've got an awful lot of copies of this still left in did the store. You, did you? So you bought this same item for the same price from somewhere else without the free item? Without the free Godzilla, yeah. Because I didn't want it. <laughs> I'm baffled. I'm ba- literally baffled by this. But it was free. Why would you not want it? Because I've already got it. But you could g- give it to someone as a Christmas gift. But then that's, that's more effort on my part. It's like, what, what, I shouldn't be the one that's doing all of this. <laughs> I used to think you were nice, Keith. <laughs> Why is rubbish Keith Bloomfield refusing freebies? Yeah. And just being generally a bit of a moody git. <laughs> I might tell you what, if they were offering him another free chilli bowl, he'd take that in a second, wouldn't they? If, what happened if you got your... No, uh, he'd, he'd pay for What that happened if the they'd odds. included your chilli brush for free with your chilli bottle, which cost you £7? <laughs> that would be all right, because I haven't already got it. I, I, I imagine <laughs> in the this scenario, on this it looks just bad. because you've already had it, it before. It's bad because I've already got a copy of Godzilla, <laughs> and many people may not have already got a copy yes. of Godzilla. What if, so, they, okay. what if they'd given you a copy of the 1998 Godzilla for free with it? Would you have bought it then? No. I've already got that as well. <laughs> um, how about if they included Shin Godzilla? 
Yeah, then, then that would have been okay. <laughs> it's your own principle. Yeah. Look, what, they, what they should have done is included it in the same case. So I could have had a nice... So I, I also saw the aesthetics of it. So I could have had a nice, nice Look, case that has got 50,000 copies of this Blu-ray knocking around. I'm sure they just wanted to get them out of the warehouse and said, sod it, we'll throw it in with Gong. Yeah, we didn't expect this to guys get such an ass about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine kicking off an H and being like, Look, I'm not having the free one. But then it, it's... Take it's, it. Throw it away. <laughs> but it's the exclusivity of it as well. It's like, in other places, it doesn't come with it. So it's like, can, can I not have the one that hasn't got it? It I, just seemed easy for I me to go like it. That's you know. the best boys rubbish we've had of all time. <laughs> but it's like, if you went into... Stop if you went in, me free things. But if you went into, you know, if you went into buy um, OK Computer on vinyl or whatever it is, yeah. you know, and it came packaged with Steps' greatest hits. I'd give it to my sister. And, but you couldn't separate the package. Discords. But if you gave your ste- if you gave your sister the Steps record, there'd be this floppy bit of extra stuff that you couldn't do anything Take with. Take it out of the slipcase. case. <laughs> <laughs> slip case. I can see how this is. this doesn't paint me in a particularly good light. I just feel like there are so many more things in the world that you could really give a toss about. <laughs> Why is this the hill that you are choosing to die on? Like, painfully and slowly. Phil, moving on. Why is something okay, so my you? thing is, um, similar to going back to what we were saying um, a moment ago about, uh, you know, things, things, coming out, but the things coming out in the States before the UK. And obviously that's happening less and less now, but I love books, and half the time... There'll be a, a new wall, and normally it's like with unknown authors. Like if it's like your Stephen King's, like obviously it gets mass published everywhere at the same time. But um, like newer authors, uh, they write really exciting, uh, cool new stuff, and it comes out like you know, and you either have to like order it off Amazon.com and pay like you know ridiculously like you know in dollars and pay for shipping, or wait for like six months to a year mm. to have like the expensive hardback even start to come out in the UK. I always think American paperbacks look ugly as well. There's something oh my about God, no. the covers, so, uh, especially with fiction, like. They're so hideous. I, I, I have almost always, like 99% of the time, preferred UK books. So that's it. It's like, yeah. just have them come out in the UK at the same time, please. But I can understand that because it's a physical object, unlike, say, like a digital movie where you've yeah. got that zero time lag because it, it's available everywhere at once. That's the power of the internet. Whereas a printer, you've got to print the American run, then you've got to print the UK run, and then they've probably got to go on tour so they can only be in one place at a time. But this is, this is also the reason why it doesn't happen with all digital content as well because it might be that it's published through one publisher in the States and another publisher in the UK it's the same yeah. reason why in the in the America now they've got um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 yeah. already it's out and whatever but there's slight variations in the licensing laws from country to country so I know that some American publishers will take up one book but it's not published by the same publishers in the UK and that could be why that's happening because they're and, and um, it can happen vice versa. Out. I mean, we've had films before the States, some big yeah. films recently. Mm. I agree with Phil because sometimes like a record will get reissued in or issued in the US first and then it'll take a good six or seven weeks for it to come over to the UK. It's like, well, I want this now in my collection. Uh, you shouldn't have to wait that long. You should be able to get it across everywhere straight away. It's the same with like DVD But then I guess well. that's, the, um, that's the trade-off that you have with, you know, if you want to like stream or download an album digitally instantaneously you can. And I guess it's like the same with like, with like, with like e-books, you know, like yeah. I, I, I'm not an e-book fan. I, I would rather wait for the physical analogue 
like object in my hands and i suppose maybe that's just yeah you, See, you have I to like, learn to be patient i think i've said this before i like audiobooks because it's my commute to and from work i'll put one on yeah. and walk and listen so i can't really walk down the street with a book in my hands oh i do like bell in the people have movies. done that and <laughs> i've seen people nearly knock people out of the way especially with the ungrateful cyclists that live in this city sometimes <sighs> but we all say this about like we want the things at the same time as everybody else but we all know when we've purchased it and we take it home it goes on the pile of the 24 <laughs> other things that we've gone god i wanted that on the day of release and it's like oh i haven't got time to read it just now but i mean i feel very personally attacked right now because <laughs> it, that is so so true <laughs> there's just a pile of books going higher and higher and higher in my flat but it's like yeah the, when it comes out i need it yeah i'm the same with books and comics and films it's like I could wait. And also I know if I wait, it's going to go into the three for 20 quid thing. But it's like, I need it now. No. I need no. it now. Now. Going to save you till last. Uh. Mine's probably going to be controversial, but I'm sure we touched on this oh, subject that's, that's before. <laughs> Unattended children in shops. Yeah. I mean, no, no. They're just... That, that, it's just not safe. And also, like... Yeah, no. No. I am... Sick to death. It's been the school holidays in Birmingham. I live in the city centre. I have no choice but to shop in the city centre, which means I'm surrounded by screaming school children on my lunch breaks. So I want to go to a shop. I want to buy a specific item, get to the shop, purchase it, get back in my lunch break. I have one hour. That is a very achievable thing. Not when schools are on summer holidays. Kids are everywhere and they're running riot and their parents at the other end of the shop completely oblivious or purposely paying no attention to what their child is up to just trip them up i've seen children swinging off shelves i've seen children taking stuff off the shelves and putting it back in different areas all the things that really frustrate me as somebody who likes to be quite fastidious when i'm out shopping and it's like put stuff back where you picked it up from and like if you trip over their kid like that's your fault apparently because you're the grown-up it's like well i mean a they're like a foot tall so they're out of my eye line and also you produced it. It's your responsibility. I've if I like step on your child's foot, then it's clearly unattended. I've you, need to, you need to yeah. ensure that there is a room for people to walk around you yeah. when I, you are out with your children. I've nearly dropped kicked children across the city centre quite a lot because I walk to and from work and kids are pretty much everywhere and it's like they run at you and then stop dead in front of you. So it's not even like you got moved to room to move around them they're in there and it's like you have to shuffle to move around it's always it's always the ones with, with, this is going to be Katie Hopkins star here with the chaviest names are you always guaranteed to hear oh her? no 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 Kaiden Courtney I totally disagree with that I, 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 I disagree as well I find sometimes it's the ones with like Chloe Oscar <laughs> because they're the ones who feel they have, the, they have the privilege and the right to just take up space in the world and and the parents annoy me as well because they look at you with that face of disgust of like Speaking why is why you mother, why you, you near my child? My kids, yeah. I think the the thing with it is is at the end of the day, kids are being the kids are being kids, and everything about this lies at the fault and the feet of the parents. Yes, it's their responsibility. If the kids can go running around, they're going to go running around. You know what kids are like at weddings. They're the ones tearing up and down the dance floor. Throwing a kid is just going to go, dances. I am going to go nuts. Any opportunity given, <laughs> I am going to go nuts. But you've got those kind of parents who go, well, outside of the house, they're other people's responsibility. Yeah. So if, if I'm at a museum, it's their fault. If I'm uh, at the art gallery, it's their fault. Attended children, fine. I don't mind children walking around with their parents because their parents keep them interested, talk yeah. to them, do stuff. It's kids who are just let off the leash as soon as they get out the door. Yeah. As it's like it's a dog that needs to go for a wee in the park. Well, I had that yeah. incident on the bus this week, that kid singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I swear to God. Oh, I was just 
dying. I turned my headphones up so loud that I probably give myself tinnitus. I could still hear that little brat singing it. So I, if it's a child that's being attended, I actually I don't have a problem with that. No, that's fine. No. And it's, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, although, although I was in a cafe the other day, you know, big surprise. That's where I live. <laughs> and there was, um, it was uh, a place where it had like a picture of Che Guevara on the wall. It's like lots of random photos on the wall. One of them was Che Guevara, and this kid was like, "Oh, uh, who's who's that, mummy?" It's just, like, "Oh, Madeline, that's um, that's Che Guevara. He was a revolutionary." I was like, "No, he was a murderer, Karen." <laughs> Tell the truth, Karen. All right, Mr. Rick, there. <laughs> Were you like drinking from a hip blast while burping and like having a small child next Just to you? Lighting a cigarette. <laughs> but no, it's, I, I like seeing parents who like being attentive. Um, and, and normally those are the children that are, end up being very well behaved. When I was little, yes. we would not be taken out if there was even a, a chance of us misbehaving because if, if, if we misbehave when we were out oh my god when, when I get you home you are going to be you are going to wish you were never born Viv's <laughs> mum and dad used to take the three of the children to a restaurant on purpose to teach them how to eat properly outside it was I a mean, once a week thing and it was like this is how you cut it was a nice yeah. posh restaurant but it was like you sit here you're quiet so you can talk amongst yourselves but keep the levels low this is how you usually cutlery properly and that's that's a brilliant bit of parenting. But that, that's, that's that, is, like that. Yeah. that is what parenting is about. It's the job. Your job yes. as a parent is to get, is to allow these you young people to replicate yourself, to, to yeah. realise yeah. what it takes to operate in the real world. Yeah. Go on then, guy. Oh. <laughs> Pound shop cosplay, homeless edition. What? I may need to step quite distant from the <laughs> mic now. People who are homeless who aren't homeless so you have people coming up to you on the street asking you for money but they have better clothes than I do or they are just they're donated up. you fake idiots homeless. no 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 no. no he's on about fake homeless fake which homeless has people. been a problem in Birmingham there's a guy this starts from a guy in Redditch who begs outside the library every day and every day when I go home from work, I see him leaving on a really good bike, cycling off to his, presumably his home. That man is not homeless, yet he's there begging every day. So for me, fake homeless is annoying me because you've got these, it's genuinely, it's taking it away from the people who are genuinely homeless because you start questioning who actually you're going to give the money to. It's just some guy who looks like he's just after some money for a joint, then I'm not happy to do it. But then it's just becoming hard to decipher who genuinely needs it and who's just doing it because they haven't got the benefits that week. I'd prefer to donate to a charity like Sea for Fireside who supports the homeless in Birmingham rather than giving money directly to the homeless. Well, and also, um, the, when homeless people have money on them, they're actually much more vulnerable. Yes. But I just there's just a massive trend of just people who just seem to put on some tatty clothes and sit in front of a train station or a bus stop or something and pretend to be homeless, get a paper cup and just put it on. And you can just, there's an element you can just tell. There is an issue about that on Broad Street because there is five people who've had their picture posted everywhere saying, do not give money to these people. They are not homeless. And they've been arrested multiple times for it. A, a, a few years ago, when I first moved to the city, um, I was walking um, just into like the corner shop near my flat. And this guy was outside. And he was like, excuse me, mate. I'm not going to lie. I'm not homeless. I'm not a beggar. But have you got a, co- a couple of quid for a tin of beer? And I was like, yeah. Fair enough. Really? So that's, that's, I, can't, I can't be dealing with that. I genuinely think, you know, people need it and, you, you know, if you see someone homeless, you should. But, you know, when you've got, like, a line of them on the street and I just, you got to, it's like an identity parade. You've really got to work out who genuinely feels like they need it. And that sounds, like, harsh and it's controversial, but, like, you said, right, it's a big issue that you just cannot decide. But also, I, I always feel so mean because if I've given, like, 
a bit of change to one person and then like you can in Birmingham you can turn a corner and there'll be like three more people it's like well actually I can't afford to you give change like to all of you 50 quid walking across yeah. the city sometimes if you gave a couple of quid to every single person that's unfortunately on the streets but I said donate to charities like Sea for Fireside big issue sellers who you know are an actual big issue seller that they've got the jacket there's a couple in Birmingham yeah. and they might not be homeless but they've the, the whole point of the big issue is it's a hand up. Yeah. Yeah. if they've got a dog though you obviously give them the money towards the dog well, you give the dog some biscuits yeah no, I know it's going to be controversial, but um, yeah, I think possibly I think it's it's not it's not controversial in and of itself because of the the fact that we are in a in a in a in the twenty first century, and that we've got this problem is 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 appears to be worse than it's ever been, and that's down that's down to society, that's down to austerity, that's down to a lot of other things that are going on. A lot of people a lot of people are in very dire straits, and it is affecting a lot of people across yeah. all uh, walks of life. So I think it is it is troubling that that you're faced with that dilemma, but the fact that the underlying reasons for that put you know makes yeah. every day we you know we're seeing numpties in power making rash and ridiculous decisions. On other news, I'm really sweaty in this room today. Warm in it. All this hot air coming out of us. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaking. All right. Somebody's birthday next week. Oh, no, it's not yet. No, a few weeks yet. Oh, you guys. I know it's early, but we thought we'd give them to you Oh, now. thank you. I oh like that God. sound film made, Dan. I mean, <laughs> first thing I pull out of the bag, a little bottle of Prosecco. Oh, you guys know me so well. Prosecco for one. I mean, that's like <laughs> either really shady or just a very thoughtful gift. I'm going <laughs> to choose We to know you don't like to share your Prosecco. <laughs> um, but just... Briefly about Prosecco, while I was in Wales, we went to a dog-friendly cafe, and they do Prosecco for dogs. Yeah. <gasps> Is it called Dog Secco? No, it's called Poor Secco. Poor, oh, even better. Genius. You're going to open your other two? Yes. Oh, my God. Can I, am, I, am I opening them on air? Yes. Right, okay. Pardon okay. me. So we can get out of the way for the wonderful Tom Flabon, who has joined us. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Tom. Tom, come to the mic a minute, please. I have to ask you a question. Tom Clapon. I, I hope this has got something to do with I, his I, new I band. Have, host I, of the amazing indie mixtape. Um, I, I have a question for Tom Clapon. Tom Clapon. Hello. Yeah. You recently posed for a picture online. You look smart. What was it for? Oh, the for my new job job yeah. thing. Yes, I, I got a, a job in a place. And they took a picture of me saying, uh, he's joined the team. Well done. Hooray. Did you feel awkward when taking that picture? I did, but yeah. <laughs> you can sense that from the picture. <laughs> That's one of about 50 photos that they took. <laughs> the best one. I have another question for Tom Clubon. Hello. Um, you have a new so you have, a, you a, have a band? Feature. You have a band? I have a band. It's called Bussy. Yes. Um, you're aware of what that word means? That's why we're called that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted, wanted to clarify. I was like, is it a conscious thing like that band that was called Power Bottom? I just wanted to. Yeah, okay. basically. Okay. Our, our singer, James, he's the only other one in the band. But um, he <laughs> said we should be called that. And I said, definitely not, no. And he said, come up with something better. And then I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Bussy the bear. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if you're singers, it should be thrussy. But I mean, still, that's, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Um, anybody, so, anybody anyway, else got any more questions for Tom Clubon? Sorry. <laughs> no, that satisfied my curiosity. That's Thank you. the end of my feature. I have a question for Tom Clubon. Hello. Uh, what are you doing on Wednesday evenings? Uh, I'm doing improv in Mosley. Yeah, I heard. And also, yes. but is this, is this during term time? 
No, it's not during term time. That's all I want to It's know. switching to Thursdays. <laughs> right, do you want to tell us what you have? So my first Prezi is a mug, uh, very on brand, with a Tyrion Lannister quote saying, that's what I do, I drink and I know things. Yeah, that sounds be, about right to be fair. That, yeah. that could just be my geeky bromie tagline, yeah. to be honest. He drinks and he knows things. Thank you very much. Come on, Phil. Now. <laughs> so excited. Phil is wearing trousers that obviously don't fit him. <laughs> They're rolled up at the ankle because I have got really nice ankles. <laughs> <laughs> is this your new feature now? Question for Tom yeah. Caban to still have, let us have nice ankles. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, how do you yeah. rate Phil's ankles? Uh, they're, good, they're, good, they're good ankles. Would yes. you say they're a perfect five out of seven? I, a perfect five out of seven. What is this? It's an upside down wine glass. I, I, oh my god, oh my and god. it's got dare to be different written on the top. Oh my god, so uh, literally I can have, uh, and then, and then, oh my god, it's spill proof. Yes. And so it, it's spill proof and fill proof. Yes. This is, oh my gosh, this is, I'm going to take this with me everywhere. Yes. Because literally I, every dinner party I've ever been to at my best, my best friend's house, the tablecloth has ended up covered in red wine because of me. So, uh, so this Sorry, is just what, like. Do you drink like a pig or something? No, I'm just like I gesticulate. I talk with my hands a lot, and if I've got a big glass <laughs> of red wine, it kind of ends up going up the walls. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Oh, feel so special. Yes. Well, we you are special. That's why you have rolled up trousers. Right. So, yeah, out of the way for Tom to be able to do his live show. Shall we explain where George and Dave are this week? On holiday. In. America. Where? Stop asking, ask Tom Clebon. He just like asked Tom Clebon a question. Tom, do you know where George and Dave are this I'm not, week? I'm not the fountain of all knowledge. I don't know where, where everyone is. Keith, do you know where George and Dave are this week? They are in Orlando. Yes, they're in Disney World. And they've had some news. They feels pregnant. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't had news. They they've are made, made news. news. Yes. Having our first geeky brummy wedding. Congratulations to them both. Which worries me slightly, because everybody's such big fans of uh, the... I'm the, going in pound the, uh, cosplay. Game of Thrones thing. Yes. Oh, it's, it's not going to be like a red wedding or no. a purple wedding. No, I think we should all go in pound cosplay. I think I, we should pull out our best pound cosplay outfits. Guy can go as Thor. Thanks. I can go as Iron Man. <gasps> you can go as Cersei. And yes. Keith can go as Star-Lord. I mean, that's going to be, like, the best wedding ever. And um, Tom Cabon can go as Where's Wally? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For the listeners at home, I'm wearing a purple and black striped T-shirt, which is not what not we're even the right colours. <laughs> Off-brand volley. <laughs> or he looks like a convict who's just escaped Wally. prison. Where's Bussy? <laughs> uh, um, I could be their DJ. Right. Where can we find you online if you want your DJing services? Wow, blank. <laughs> uh, guy underscore Halford, vinyl guy H Instagram. Yes, please hire me to DJ for you if you want to hear the clean tune to Grandstand and music from pornography films. Tom Clebon, where can we find you online? Where can you find me online? Yes. Um, at Tom underscore Clebon on oh. Twitter. And where's your band? My band, um, at Bussy the Band. Please don't Google us. <laughs> <laughs> this just makes me so happy, especially because Bussy Bear from the Big Sleuth has been mm. picked up by like the international press, like yes. after weeks of being around. <laughs> I got that icon. email and I could not believe it. I instantly like screenshot I, I it. Spo- I, I spotted it weeks ago, and I was just like, "When? When is everyone else going to figure out what this word he means?" He's a new icon for the age. Well, you know what? Like, bless him. He's <laughs> better than Paris Hilton, isn't he? So, put it well, she voted for Trump, so yes. yeah. She said she could be Princess Diana this week. What? 
delete your account. But good because yes. of her sex tape. And the other but thing with Bussy the Bear is he's at my local bus station and represents the bus I got in every day. That's the bus you hate. <laughs> I don't hate it. We just have a tempestuous relationship. Well, where can we find you online, Mr. Bloomfield? Me again. Uh, uh, hard look underscore hotel on Twitter without the underscore on uh, the thingy one with the photos. Instagram. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, yeah, so go and look at the Instagram. There'll be a bunch of um, sheep pictures. Not there's no pictures of sheep. There'll be some wonderful. You went to la- Wales and you didn't get a sheep. <laughs> you didn't get a single picture of sheep because they run away Wales. quite quickly. <laughs> we, I think we've already touched on this already today. They're fast. They leg it. They also look at you weird as well sometimes. I might have a picture of a sheep that was staring at us, <laughs> but I wasn't going to post it online because it's a sheep staring at me. Boy, I there's no I'd artistic. I love it if you zoomed in and like like in the reflection of the sheep's eye, you saw something you didn't want to see. <laughs> me. <laughs> was that yeah. the plotline of the first episode of Twin Peaks when he focuses on the shades? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Ellis, where can we find you? Find me on Twitter at Philip underscore Ellis. Look for the ginger guy on with the blue twig. And uh, see pictures of my bussy on Instagram at <laughs> Philip Ellis. You can find me online. Playing oh, ball back. Raising the tone. I'm unfollowing you now. Yes. At Ryan Parrish. At Bromby Gormond. Nominated again. Birmingham Award. Fingers crossed for the shortlisting on that one. Can I come, like, as your wife? To if you want to pay £85 pounds plus VAT, VAT for the ticket, yeah, and yes, you can. I have to go shortlist first. You could buy four and a quarter chili bottles for that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find us all at Kiki Brummy on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the, the whole plethora of social medias. Tinder, J Day, Christian Mingle, um, Friends Reunited, Weibo, X Hamster. I have a question for Tom Clabard. What do you think of Keith's over expensive bottle? I have not seen Keith's over expensive bottle. What? How, much, how, what is how, it? how much do you think that costs? Um, okay. It keeps it keeps everything chilly for up to twenty four hours. Right. And will keep hot foods warm for what twelve. What would you pay for this? So there's no condensation no. that comes off it. It's vacuum sealed and, it, and it's it's made out of um, stainless steel. What would you pay for this item? About a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> twenty pounds plus seven pounds for the optional brush. Really? What's the optional brush? Or have you already done this to death? The optional brush is the brush he uses to clean the bottle because it needs a specific <laughs> item for cleaning it. It just makes sure that it's, it's properly made cleaned. Made out of handmade wood, apparently, or something weird like that. No. It's handcrafted. It's fine. I'm quite happy. I'm still using it. I'm getting my money's worth out of it. Do you know what? I reckon Noel Edmund should pull that out on cheap, cheap, cheap. <laughs> He wouldn't because it was 20 quid. <laughs> so. Well, you know, it's going to be the most expensive item, so we're going to be winning <laughs> on that one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya, especially Guy Halford. Ta-ta for now. You sod, Bloomfield. And, yeah, come on in. Fade the bloody mics down to and Tom. And Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. If you like what we do, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash brumradio.